Welcome to the RBA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. But I mean, uh, uh, but, but you know, that's also fun too, John, because you know, like I know we had played, uh, we had done, we finally did some couch co-op on some on TMNT. Oh yeah, dude! You uh, know that the revenge. you know the TMNT cabinet was popping off at the place. Oh, dude. you yeah. know it. Yeah, you well, know do they it. have? They have Turtles in Time or old school arcade? Uh, they had Turtles in Time right next to the Simpsons, dude. And both of those were like always just crowded, dude. Yeah. God, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but John, that's not the only thing that's crowded. <laughs> oh yeah, because we're bringing <laughs> we we've got a full room here. Well, when I it, 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 a party of two. But, you know, John, we are back for the next episode of the RVA Returns Podcast. Woo. Bring me a higher love. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, John. We are back, and holy shit, do we have a lot to talk about. Oh, Chris, it's like normally uh, we would have had a very fulfilling two episodes to record of all this content. But um, it was just a busy month last month, dude. Oh, yeah. Traveling and everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You went to what? Pokemon Nationals? I sure did. Yeah. The North American International Championships, technically. But yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, basically Nats. (laughs) They just let people from other countries come play. Yeah. Yep. And I know you've been working and, you know, holiday weekends and I was working, you know, doing stuff and. So it's just, you know, you know, busy, busy. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a good thing we waited because we have got a lot fucking happening and you know, we'll dive into all that. But of course, as I said, we're back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And with me, as always, I had to peel him away from the pinball machine. Uh, but, you know, he's always <laughs> never tilted, always ready for duty. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Coming in with a multi-ball bonus. It's John Schreiner. Oh, oh no. <laughs> say your prayers, title. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Dude, oh, the the machine has like a, a pizza in the middle that's uh just spins around Power. when you like hit different things. And it's magnetic. So it like when it spins, it like messes with where the ball's going. But uh-huh. there's a thing you can do if you you can <laughs> you can lock the balls in the pizza party. And if you lock oh, three shit. balls in the pizza party, um you like they go in to get pizza and then a guy comes out to serve them pizza but it's like a foot clan member and then when he oh. sees them and they see him <laughs> they like explode into a fight and so then it's like okay now you're in a fight with the foot clan and it, you know it turns on a lot of like special things on the on the thing but then it releases all three of those balls but they go right to the pizza like and then it, it has like a strong enough magnet that it holds them all there and then uh-huh. it like groups them together and then it just starts spinning them like crazy and then it like throws them all over the table and I was like dude this is intense like this is crazy that's fucking wild it's insane dude they're, they're just uh Dude, they're doing some crazy stuff with them pinball machines. But does it start playing, you know, the pizza power, you know, growing up in a glass bowl with chameleons, lizards, and tadpoles? <laughs> it just plays the, uh, you know, the old theme. Fucking, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you know, that's okay. It's adequate. Yeah. It's yeah. adequate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, dude, we, you know, we've a lot of fun to be had, but also, John, holy shit. So much has been happening. Tons of events. We've got more events coming up. Uh, we got a banning announcement. Uh, spoilers for Rebellion's Call is what? Oh, that's Opus 17. Right? 17, can you believe Holy it? Holy shit. Yeah. Man, we're, we're hitting the high, you know, teens here. And uh, yeah, dude, so we got spoilers. And we, you know, we kind of, uh, when, 
when I say it's, a, I don't want to, it's not a new mechanic, but it's like a new angle for certain cards, right? I guess, well, I guess you can call it a new mechanic, but it really isn't. Um, you know, of course we're talking, you know, and we'll, we'll talk more about that once we get into it. Um, but the spoilers look really awesome. Um, events look, uh, you know, the results from these events are uh, maybe as expected, um, all things considered. Um, and then of course, I think the banning announcement is, you know, probably one of the more polarizing ones that we've had. And we, you know, we'll talk about our, you know, our thoughts on that as well. Um, but yeah, dude, just a lot, lot going on in the world of FFTCG. And again, mm-hmm. man, I'm still excited to be excited there, John. I love that, man. I'll tell you, it's um, it's been ramping up. You can see that people are the hungers there that we were kind of talking about. But I mm-hmm. think that um, it's been getting just with the way the world has been. Because yeah. it's harder and harder for people to go to these events. Um, it's actually starting to look like a lot of these events are not realistic for people who would love to it's travel true. to them. And it's I think true. that that's that's pretty difficult. Um, but it's a tough pill to swallow for sure, especially when like I don't know. It all just kind of came out of nowhere. Because yeah. When the announcements were made, it was like you know things were still affordable, and then all just seemingly like overnight, it was like, oh man, I'm gonna go ahead and book this flight to Omaha. That'll be mm, nine hundred dollars. Well, you yeah. know, maybe we'll just bookmark that shit for later. Like damn near one thousand uh dollars just to go play in a yeah. card game I, and that's before hotel and food and yeah you know that's a, it becomes the 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 ev drops off immensely after you uh pay for that flight i don't i don't think you can buy you know an amaterasu's promo is going to get you uh any close to recovering on that plane ticket boss yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> you don't make that kind of uh prizing you know no. you don't, you don't win like that in FFTCG, no. right? And and it's a shame. It's a shame because these events are going to be great. You know, obviously we had the one uh, in uh, Dallas transpired. We've got the one in Omaha coming up. Uh, I want to say it's like two weeks from now. Or is it even this weekend coming up? No, it can't be this weekend. It's, it's got to be next it's, weekend. It's the 18th, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yep, then we got that. So that's two weeks from now. But of course, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about that when we get into the news. But, um. You know, dude, I'm just excited. So I, I think I think it's time, John. I think uh, we need to go ahead. Um, you know, it is all you know, it's fourth of July. You know, also, you know, happy fourth to you. You know, though, you know, maybe America doesn't deserve a birthday this year, all things considered. But you know what? We're here today because Russell Cass valiantly valiantly gave his life in the war of ninety six. That's, right. That's right. So pour one out for Russell. You know, John, how about a simultaneous sip? Oh, okay. Of course, of course. Russell Cass. Get your cuppa, guys, if you've got uh, you know coffee or uh, whatever the hell, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> whatever you want. One of maybe you have one of the one dollar mimosas that they had at Ooh. the uh, at the bar yesterday. Where I was oh, playing that's pinball. dangerous, John. That's so dangerous. Yeah, one dollar mimosas, two dollar double mimosas, and ten dollar bottles of champagne. Let me tell you, dude, they were some people taking advantage. Oh, I, I would have. That yeah. would have been me. <laughs> All right. John, I feel personally attacked here. All right. All right. Time for a sup, guys. One, yeah, to, two. For Russell Cass. <sighs> Delicious. I love dude. it. For Russell Cass. He did good work in 96. And you know what else, John? There's okay. a good place that we're getting ready to go. You know, it may, it's not even good. It's great because it's got all the information that we that we need. I mean, we got so much information. It's a dump. It's going to be an information dump. And there's only one place you can find all that info. And, John, I'm going to need you to tell me where that's at. 
News. All right. So, John, you know, I need you to grab your finest American flag necktie. I need you to go ahead and put the little American flag pin on your lapel. I need you to go ahead and hit the podium on this 4th of July edition of the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Well, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, we'll get, don't get those documents too close to the grill now. Well, yeah, that's right. Don't want to get, get any uh, any mistakes here. We don't want to be calling out America's finest uh, firemen here on the that's on the right. fourth. We want them to be celebrating with their families. I'm sure they will actually be getting called a uh, above average number of times today. Unfortunately, oh, of course they will. Yeah. Um, but anyway, guys, welcome to the Octagon State of the Union. The State of the Union is ho, 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 grand, as always. Chris, since the last time we talked, we actually have given out two Amaterasu full art promos what through the Octagon awesome events. Beach, right? right. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. We had like 30 some or something like that. People the one we it was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, we were going late, 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 playing a lot of rounds, but seeing a lot of cool competition. We gave out one of the Amaterasu's to JG Fitness up in the north, in the great north. Yeah. Pops in, crushes an event with wind ice, takes the Ama home. And then um, Sam Prime actually took the next one. Oh, dude, see, he has been farming those Amaterasu's mm-hmm. down there in Florida. And then James shipped an Amaterasu out. It was like to get it out. It was like a refugee. It was like, quickly escape. And then mm-hmm. Tim was like, I heard you have something of mine <laughs> and I had to send it back down to him. Um, rough. Send it, ship it right back to Florida. So yeah, I mean, Hey, good for him, man. He's been crushing these, these events, just stacking up a pile of amas. Um, but yeah, it was really cool that James gave us the opportunity to give those out, man. That was like very, very cool of him. He had a few extra from the event and he knew that he had to give them out to support locals, to support the communities. So I really appreciate James being able to um, help us. You know, when we're here, we've been doing our thing a real long time. And um, really, it's support like that that keeps us going. So we appreciate that kind of stuff for sure. Immensely. Thank you, James. Thank you, the Haven Games. Um, Big time. But yeah, now we're just back. dude. We're on that grind. You know, we've got... um, they haven't quite put the anniversary cards on Octagon yet, which is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, we're going to have the starter cards coming soon, which we'll talk about in a bit for the Font Fantasy 4 starter. So I really hope that all those things kind of get on there together. Um, it's a little bit weird playing. I mean, the anniversary cards are a huge deal because those three, four cards aren't seeing a ton of play yet. But I'd be interested to see, you know, people try and do stuff with them. Um, yeah, I, I've seen people doing fun stuff. Like, uh, yeah. Four Minute Locals was doing something fun with the lightning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing, I was doing something fun with uh, the with anniversary the, uh, card, yeah. Titus and Yuna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that well, that ended in just tears. But uh, you know, my, I filled my bingo card, and that's what matters. Yeah, but it, it was just like, oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's been. It's been annoying to not be able to see exactly what the meta might look like right now. I know it's only three or four cards when the starter comes out. Maybe that'll matter. Maybe it won't, honestly, Chris, but it's okay. We'll read those cards a little bit later. Um, But yeah, man, things have been going great on Octagon. Uh, We are looking at actually not doing a big event on Octagon this year. 
Okay. Um, like a big, big event because we are doing big events in person now that we can. Yes. So we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. In Oct- in, in Octagon. Oh my God! In October, gone. <laughs> October, gone. Yeah. In October, um, we're going to be having an event here in Raleigh in person. So that's going to be really cool. Um, sponsored by uh, you know yours truly, the Returners here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we will probably still do some Winnebox something for the next set when it comes out. Um, because yeah. people are very much still preparing for, practicing for, and playing in these re-raise events. Yeah, and um, you know, with what we're going to talk about later, you know, we, we think you have to might have to switch. Some people may have to switch gears. So yeah, well, that's true. But uh, that's good. Octagon's always good. You know, that's you know, it's the free weekly every Wednesday night. That's um, right. You know, a great way to hone your skills and you know try something new if you plan on traveling to competitive events or if you want to come to the event in October or if you want to just you know make a splash at your locals. If you know maybe you're maybe you're tired of going O four. You know, maybe you're tired of going one and three. You know, pop in on the Wednesday weekly and you know practice. You know, be the bell of the ball. Wow, your friends when you come in and just start four O and everyone. <laughs> that's right. This could be you. It could be you. It could be it you. Could be. That's the, that's the slides. You know, it's you know, break key has. Can you beat me? We have. It could be you. It could be you. It could be you. 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 It could be you. It's somebody. Every week. It, 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 it has to be somebody. It's why not be somebody? You? Why not you? Saying, yeah. Why not? If blue can skidoo. Yeah. Surely you can too. Surely you can too. <laughs> but uh, John, you and I are going to skidoo right on down to Spoiler Town because um. You know, we it, it's weird to think because we you know we have that we were having this conversation before we started that like, man, have we even talked about the starter cards? I mean, I guess they they're kind of lackluster. That's where and that's where we're going to start with the spoilers. Uh, but also too, you can't just because it doesn't read amazing doesn't mean that it doesn't it won't have a home somewhere, right? Like that's one thing about this game. Like you'll find you find just nuggets in the most you know in the least likely of places. So you know. At first glance, these starter cards don't seem all that impactful, but there's still a whole set that this is coming out with. So maybe there's mm-hmm. something there that, you know, maybe maybe there's a piece that's going to, you know, enhance these, these cards. But um, since we've got quite a few spoilers to go over, John, we'll just dive right in. We're going to start with the starter cards and we're going to start with the uh, the fire cane. He's a three. He's a three CP seven K fire Four job dragoon category four, which is what all of these cards are. Um. So he has, his ability is before paying the cost to cast Kane, you can remove one dark forward in your break zone from the game to reduce the cost required to um, cast Kane by two. He has haste, and when he attacks, he gains two thousand power until the end of the turn. So, you know, oh, one sorry, CP dude, fire nine K is not bad. I just woke up when you finished reading that. That was I fell asleep somewhere in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, one CP, uh, one CP haste nine K isn't bad, um, but he's yeah, the one CP is like you got to remove a dark forward from mm-hmm. the game. So, how many dark forwards do you average in a deck, Chris? Yeah, maybe one. So, yeah, you're asking a lot. How many you're canes are you gonna play? Right? Yeah, like are, mm-hmm. so. Then you're hoping that you get your dark forward first, play it, it dies. Then you can play this cane at a discount, like. Uh, mm, tough sell on a spot in a deck. I think um, Fire Dragoon doesn't do anything for Dragoons. No. Nope. Fire Cane doesn't do anything for for Cane nope. synergy stuff. Um, 
Or just doesn't do anything for fire either. I, yeah, mm, just like, okay, let's think about like, oh, it's a three drop in fire, right? Oh, Magissa, Magissa plays this into the field and it's like, it's another guy with haste off Magissa. Like, yeah. mm, that's, you know, kind of interesting. He attacks and he gets a bit bigger, but like, mm-hmm. that's it too. So it's just like, you do all this stuff for him at his absolute best, just be like a hasty attacker who, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like. It's lackluster. It's just, it's just like, yeah. Uh, maybe it's so i'm just going to say this up front maybe the problem here is about to be that we're going to be comparing all these cards to the two most recent starter products like the avalanche yeah, so versus shenra starter deck and the final fantasy 10 starter so the final mm-hmm. fantasy 10 starter vomited two archetypes out of itself like the the avalanche yeah. versus shinra the shinra stuff's a little weak because ice landing let's face it isn't the hottest but the yeah. avalanche stuff is insane yeah Dude, so, so it's like out of the box the tier one deck and that's so good for people who buy a starter too, right? Is that you could just go to the set, you could buy Barrett, who's a box topper. So you get Barrett for like four bucks tops. Yeah. You get that, yeah, 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 yeah. You get yourself like um four Tifas for like a dollar yeah, fifty. You get Tifa from the bulk bin, right? Yeah. And you're cruising, dude. You're ready to go. Like mm-hmm. I just um I I don't know how this comes out after those it just doesn't feel like it's in the same league, but I you mean, know, it's because it's not. It's so, straight up. Isn't. So I feel like maybe and this is, you know, I'm not trying to show on any Final Fantasy four fans. Look, I wish every starter deck was just great. Um, yeah. So I just I'll say it I'd now. So I don't I was a four fan. I'll say it now. So I'm not like hyper negative this entire time. But like compared to the last starter products that we got, I think this just falls really short. It does. Um, it does. And that's kind of the general consensus, because, you know, again, these have been spoiled for a little bit now. Uh, but let's move on to Zemus. He's another fire yeah. card. He's a 5 CP 9K uh, job Lunarian. Um, his ability, uh, remove the top seven cards of your deck from the game. <laughs> Choose one for you. Yeah, sorry. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right I'm there. sorry. I, I just said I was like, I don't want to be overly negative about every card. And then <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, it, John, it gets better. It gets Go better. Ahead, so yes. remove mm-hmm. the top seven cards of your deck yeah, from mm-hmm. the game. Choose a forward. Deal it 7K. You can only use this once per turn. But, you know, for the low, low cost of removing the top 15 cards of your deck, you can choose a forward and remove it from the game. Uh, Bro, they don't even go to your break zone, turn. which would be so cool. It like, would be if, if he put him in the break zone, he would be a pretty solid card, in my opinion. Hey, what does Opus for a light cloud do? Yeah. Like, I know you have to pay a little for him, but he searches a card and then you remove the top seven mm-hmm. cards of your deck from the game. And you just kill a guy What the yep. f- seven cards for seven thousand damage. Seven thousand damage. Nothing. Dude, we're playing two CB backups to deal seven thousand damage. What the like what mm-hmm. in what world, bro? It, not in this one, not in this timeline, that's for sure. In what world? That shit may fly in the upside down, but not here. And you can remove the top 15 cards of your deck from the game to choose a forward to remove it from the game once a turn. You can't even remove 14 cards to do 7K twice. Yeah. So, like, okay, man, you're like, all right, dude, I've started the game. I've got 50 cards in my deck. I drew five cards. I went first. I drew a card. Like, I've played a backup because this guy costs five. I've mm-hmm. drawn two more cards. I've drawn eight cards. I'm down to 42 cards. Am I going to get rid of the top 15 cards in my deck? Dude, I'm down to 27 cards. I do that one more time, and then the game better be over in like the next few turns. Like, like in what world? I don't know. This it's is not. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it ain't great. Um, 
Well, he's so, a Lunarian. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Zemus doesn't matter. Um, nope. Another Fire Four character doesn't matter. But it would be cool if any of those things did matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so moving on to the Earth cards, we've got a new Scarmaglione, which you know I talked about this when we were at locals, John. Like Scarmaglione, every version of Scarmaglione reads great, and you're like, oh, that could be something, and then it just never is. Um, and I feel like this one's going to be more of the same. So two CP five K job Archfiend, which you know that's that's relevant for certain strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two um, CP Archfiends, you know, people's yeah, ears perk bad. up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when Scarmaglione enters the field, name one element. Scarmaglione gains if Scarmaglione deals damage to a forward of the named element, double the damage instead. Uh, and this effect is not in at the end of the turn. And um, he has an S ability. Was it blood? Uh, blood tap? Oh yeah, yeah. So for S, choose two forwards and deal them four thousand damage. If you've received five points of damage or more, deal them seven thousand instead. So basically, you're dealing eight K or fourteen K. Um, which again, that card reads really cool, right? Like it, there's like, man, that, that seems really fun. That seems like something that would be, you know, really neat to dick around with, but then it's like, oh yeah, I've got a two CP five K that just is going to melt to everything. Yeah. It gets a little weird when you're like, okay, walk backwards from like the thing has happened. You've dealt 14,000 damage to two forwards. Sick. Right. Okay. So what did I need for that? I needed the, well, I needed to pay S. So I needed the second scarm in hand. So I need a Scarman play and Scarman mm-hmm. hand. And then it's like, okay, well, I need to have used his thing, his ability, and it needs to be on the right forward elements. So yeah. it's like if my opponent is playing two colors, I only get to pick half their guys. Yep. And then <laughs> I deal them. It's kind of cool that you can pick the guys that aren't the element too, but you just don't get the bonus. But then again, it's 7K, and we yeah. were just talking about 7K. Um you know, he's another two CP Skarm. That's a Archfiend for that one Golbez that cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the two Golbez that care. Um, mm-hmm. There's even yet another Golbez in this, and he's an Earth Final Fantasy four character. Blah blah blah, Ridia. But it's not like there aren't three other Skarms that don't see play in those Ridia decks. Um, exactly. Yeah, he's just I mean, like the other ones. He reads cool, but it's just he's just gonna. See, he looks great in a binder with the other two. He reads really cool, yeah. But I just, um, yeah. I think it's asking a lot. It is. And before I just want to in before people are like, well, you know, everything doesn't have to be crazy or whatever. Or like, oh, this is a starter deck, blah, blah, blah. I think that something like Avalanche is a perfect example of something that is like, it's cohesive and fun in the starter deck. When you're playing the starter deck and the starter deck is doing its thing, whether you're playing either half of that starter deck, mm-hmm. the deck in its best form is literally just like the party members or yep. the Turks on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's complicated lines to it when you start playing at a high level. But when you're yep. just playing the starter as a starter deck, it's not that, you know, insane or complicated. I don't know. I just think that they don't have to be bombs right but s level cards are sometimes like hero to legend level power yeah and these feel common this to just rare isn't it yeah this feels like this feels like an opus one or like the opus five starter deck well, no, we'll, we'll give right? them a little more credit like it feels a little further along than that it feels kind of modern it just feels like a modern like common or rare and i wow. feel like these cards used to be a little more pushed um or yeah i'm not sure but like the, the, you, you want them to do powerful things because L.A. because you're looking for like that starter deck flavor, right? You're looking yeah. for that. Oh, this is the the good guys versus the bad guys, right? Like you want to have that flavor. You want to be able to kind of like put yourself into that, yeah. immerse yourself in that conflict. 
These just don't feel like that. Well, these, like this starter just kind of feels all over the fucking place. Well, these will still be like it, it'll be like, oh, the earth and the fire guys, right? But if we look at what we've seen so far, it's like, okay, so Kane gets rid of a dark forward and then he gets haste and some power. Uh, Golbez is going to be that dark forward and he doesn't have anything that like you get for removing him from the game. So it's just it's just like a cost for Kane. It's just no, like no synergy, right? Yeah, like Zemus like shoots a guy for seven or chooses a guy and removes it. And Skarm can like shoot guys for four or seven. And it's just like these damage packets like if you're telling me that the cell here is that like, oh, look, they can both kind of ping guys like I'm not sold, you know? No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Though I do think that this next card is probably one of the more playable. In he's, the thing. It's a I new think, the bygone. best in the in the villain side. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, well, because he's a four CP eight K EX burst. He's a job Mobius and four, which the Mobius angle could could again could be relevant depending. Um, his EX burst is a uh, when he's job commander, not really relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, EX burst when Bygon enters the field, uh, you may search for one card named Golbez and add it to your hand. Okay, that's fine. There's you know relevant. There's some relevant gold uh, bezes that see play. Uh, you're very likely have have Earth card. So, but I just think there, there's better search options, right? But still, um, but he also has another ability. Uh, put Bygone into the break zone. Choose a forward opponent controls. Break it. You can use this ability only if you control gold bez or card named gold bez. So, definitely the best of the bunch we've seen so far. Um, kind of like, seems like, he seems like cool. the glue. Yeah, yeah. He seems like the glue on this side of the deck for sure. Um. Yeah, it, it's like if you have a Golbez out, he becomes like Gilgamesh kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not any Golbez backups really that see nope. play. So it's like, you know, you got to be comboing him with with the main man. And actually, yep. Chris, I'd like to talk Golbez next just mm-hmm. because we went over those four guys. So let's just wrap up that side of the deck yeah. rather than get to Golbez last. At least my mm-hmm. the way mine's ordered, he would have been the last. Yeah, card. no, absolutely. Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and do Golbez here. So he's the he's the dark card on the uh you know the on the headliner on the villain side of the deck. Six CP nine K job warlock uh warlock. Warlock. Um, warlock. Yeah, he's oh, warlocking he's already. Warlocking all right, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh you may reduce the cost required to cast Golbez by two. Ooh. If you do so, when Golbez enters the field, you put you just slap him right into the break zone. Mm. Uh but when he enters the field, select one of the two following actions, choose a forward, break it, choose one character other than light or dark in your break zone, and add it to your hand. So he's a he's a four CP break a guy, if you gonna go down that route. Then but then John he's in the break zone. You can remove him for Kane, and then we just fucking <laughs> throw these cards in the trash. And then can Kane attacks uh, fast. Yeah, we just throw the deck in the trash can after that. We did. It. <sighs> yeah, I... we did the thing. Bingo card is full. Like you may use Golbez as a summon. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Like, sorcery speed summon if there was a yeah i mean like if there was a four cp sorcery speed summon that said choose one forward break it or choose one character add it to your hand like i don't think we would play <laughs> no um yeah and so then you would be like okay well is there more synergy for like a golbez being on the field and it's like zemus doesn't care Kane doesn't care Kane wants to get him out of the break zone so Kane doesn't want him on the field and then mm-hmm. bygone wants him on the field so Bygan can throw himself in the break zone. So why am I throwing all my own forwards in the breaks? I it's um I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's just tough. Um not really much to not really much to talk about there. And that's just unfortunate that like the villain side of the deck is just kinda 
whatever. Like I, I don't. This is a starter product. I see myself skipping. Like just. I thought I it could have been it. really neat, dude. Let's think about the Final Fantasy Four stuff that's out right now. It's like there's twins and Ridia stuff, and like yeah, Fire Earth could have been really neat like additions to some of those decks. I just don't think any of these cards find their way into any of those. Like they don't. Um, but we'll go into lightning water next. Oh, oh one thing that we can't talk about is um, mm-hmm. it is kind of cool that in this starter deck, Final Fantasy Four fans will get all these cards with unique art on them. Uh, yes. What's a little bit shitty is that they bothered to put all this cool art on these cards that you're not going to play. They're going to be great, and they're going to look great in your binder. They look really sure. nice, dude. Unfortunately, you're probably going to pull some of these in the set as full arts. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we'll go right into Edge here. He's a 4 CP 8K job ninja, lightning. Uh, he's, you know, lightning element, category 4, of course. Um, when Edge enters the field, choose one Ford opponent controls. If you control four or more category 4 characters, break it. Um, and then Mirage, he has an S, Mirage for S and lightning. Uh, remove Edge from the game, then play Edge onto the field. Um, this guy seems pretty cool. He's I mean, all right. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, like, some neat stuff happening there. But um, I feel like feel like party's full when it comes to like because i feel like you're going to get most of that mileage out of like a ninja list but boy party is full with card name edge in the ninja list i don't know why we started like this whole starter deck with like a 4 cp 8k template but you know yeah i don't know he's a 4 cp 8k that breaks a guy when he comes in if you have a certain number of four characters pretty cool Mm -hmm. again four backups maybe a little bit lacking in some of these colors but Mm -hmm. um i think if anything edge uh he'll be able to get there it's a little weird he's lightning this time because yeah uh it would actually be a lot easier for him to get there and wind but you mm-hmm. know there's there's some lightning four characters it's really just him kane and golbez yeah. right and like um yeah. but you know that's yeah, literally it it's a pretty but- you know etb kill guy is not bad the s ability the whole idea is that you get to etb kill a guy again right mm-hmm. with mirage um so mirage could be good but like mirage is cost the same as uh status reels or like auric reels or whatever uh mm-hmm. which basically skips the nonsense of remove and play and checking for characters and just chooses a guy and blows it up and gets rid of their abilities and it's just like mm-hmm. i just i do kind of wish that maybe he had like built-in haste so you could maybe attack with it you know he comes into play kill something attack with him do the and thing mirage, and back yeah. into play kill him and then attack again you know what i mean like I that's think actually that very really cool that's very ninjutsu keyword that's what right, i'm saying magic. right like yeah. i think that would have made so much more sense yeah. like because the, then like you would actually want to maybe play this guy right because kill two things two points of damage that seems pretty on par with like modern final fantasy right yeah so i don't know but they didn't so here we are um, next up, we got a, a, another version of Kane. This makes uh, Kane is definitely getting up there as far as a uh, number of unique versions. Um, he's a three CP seven K lightning forward uh, EX burst job dragoon uh, EX burst. When Kane enters the field, choose one water category four character in your break zone. And add it to your hand. Um, if you don't control a forward other than Kane, Kane gains a thousand power in haste. Boy, they just want Kane to go fast in this starter deck, huh? Yeah, I'm. All right, so he's a 3 CP EX that gets a water category 4 character. The water category 4 actually a lot of targets. Yeah. Um unfortunately Porum, getting back Porum is a ver- any version of Porum is always nice. Yeah, I mean there's Porums, there's Cecils, there's Roses, there's Cagnazas, there's yeah. you know uh Leonora, Theodore. Mhm. 
But I'm gonna play a three CP forward to search for a water character in my break or get a water character for my break zone. I mean it's kinda nice. Um if there was more reason to play like water lightning four, maybe yeah, he'd be kinda cool. Um I don't know how they gave us two canes in a world where we're not like there's a million cane cards. Really mm-hmm. none of them are kind of vying for a spot in any deck right now. No. And we just made two more canes. And they're somehow both less interesting than the starter cane that we already have. Yeah, it, it's wild, right? The three CP wind Holy Dragoon guy that like can mm-hmm. completely dodge all damage that isn't combat damage and can double his yeah. power is like more interesting Neat. than these. Yeah, but yeah, these this, cards are just very vanilla, right? They're just like yeah. I'm gonna turn sideways and do a thing. Right? No, just... he's got gorgeous art, dude. This yeah. rose is probably gonna look real cool on this full art card. It'll look great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he has some uh, obviously like three CP EX get back your best card in a deck where the best card matters a lot and you have to kind of build around it. He might see some play in something in the future, depending. Yeah. But mm, again, yeah, not for me. And then, uh, well, the next card here is the one that John. This card was so close to being just amazing. Like, this, this is the most interesting card in the starter to me. I think. It, I agree. I agree. I think it's probably the best card in the entire starter. But man, even like it, it could have been great. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about it. it's a it's a new Ridia. It's a three CP water forward uh, job summoner. Um, and when uh, when Ridia enters the field, you may search for two summons, each of a different cost. Then your opponent selects one card among them and puts it into the break zone, and then you add the other to your hand. Uh, when you cast a summon, choose one forward opponent controls. It loses a thousand power for each CP uh, required to cast the summon until the end of the turn. Man, John, if you got to pick which summon you kept, this card would be very good. But I don't like yeah. any effect that lets my opponent pick for me. Yeah, I mean, such like a fanfrit, right? So what's interesting about this is like there's reasons that you want things in your break zone sometimes too mm-hmm. so i uh, can see this card being good in a situation where it's like you know both of these are good for me like how do you mm-hmm. want it you know like yep. uh i'm happy to put a summon in my hand and to add a summon to my discard pile yep this is a really interesting card i think that it's really neat there's some cool implications for like summoner forward and water with a new name um but 3cp5k where my opponent gives me the worst of the two cards is a little tough um and things for summons and break zones did just get a little bit worse it did just get a little worse and if i was truly just like this is the problem right oh wow a deck where i have to build with like a lot of summons and the summoner thing might matter well then it's like there's just a lot of way better ready is to play so it's tough to i don't like to always make that comparison like oh there's just a better version of this character because sometimes they are doing different things but in this Mm -hmm. one outside of you trying to do like a mono water or like a water x or deck without earth in it this Mm -hmm. ridia is really going to have a hard time competing against the other versions of herself um and it could be interesting though chris i've still got my eye on it gorgeous art yeah it's beautiful absolutely beautiful uh, and then the next card, we have a new Rosa, a 4CPA kid. <laughs> seems to be the prototype. Uh, she's, you know, job white mage. Um, for zero, select one of the two following actions. If you control a card named Cecil, select up to two of the two, uh, which is fine. You can activate this only once per turn. 
Uh, choose a forward, activate it. Choose a forward, it gains a thousand power until the end of the turn. Um, so Rosa, new honey, we have Ash at four. home. Right, exactly. Ash at home. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, this is the Briars Vanilla Ice Cream. Uh, this is America's Choice, Ash. Like, what? Right. what is this, dude? Ash, 4CPAK, who has four modes that you always get to choose two of, which is like, choose a forward, Literally activate that. it. Uh, choose uh, all your water forwards, gain a thousand power. So it's like, oh, well, Rosie, you can use it on both turns. You can use it whenever. It doesn't have to be going into combat. You can give only one guy a thousand power, so it matters. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but no, I just. Yeah. So this card again, Chris. Wow, this looks like a rare from whatever set, right? Like a common or yep. a rare. Um, it, it's a modern. The reason I would say this looks like a modern common or rare is just because, oh, you get to use that on both turns. Oh, yep. uh, it has that kind of instant speed niceness to it. But mm-hmm. mm, I don't yeah. know. It's asking a lot. It sure is. Um, and then let's talk about the light topper here. The last starter card. It's the Cecil. Um, you know, for the hero side, uh, three CP eight K light card job paladin. Uh, if you control six or more category four characters, the category four forwards you control gain plus 2000 and brave. That's pretty good. Isn't there a um, Cecil you, that just gives the category four forwards you control plus 2000 power and brave? Uh, I don't, or is it just that he gives no, himself, he gets it, he gets he it himself. Gets it. If okay. You yeah. 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 Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this guy can Sorry. dole two ac- active category four characters to choose a forward and dull it. And then you can choose four category four characters, active category four characters, um, and then choose a forward and deal it 8,000 damage. Shitty dancers. Yeah, pretty much. So he could pay twice as much to dull a guy, or he could pay a much more specific, or I guess it's a similarly, maybe less specific, actually, four characters mm-hmm. uh, to only deal 8,000 to one thing. I just... Yeah. Um, Hey, the the dull four active Final Fantasy four characters. This card has maybe the most promise. I think this yeah, card is the most promise because of wind. Right? Yeah, because yeah, of wind. Theodore exists. Which Not just Theodore, but the um, hooded man activating yeah. all the four characters again. Like this mm-hmm. card brings that perpetual payoff to those mm-hmm. decks. Because remember how when they played the Theodore were kind of like, all right, and then that's it. Like you yep. shot your shot and now you've got all these guys on the field and Bismarck is really your only path forward from there. Mm-hmm. I think that the Cecil is pretty cool because he um, he gives you maybe a little bit more mileage there. He probably slides into Final Fantasy four mono windex. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think this is maybe the best card in the starter. Like, honestly, yep. uh, just because four characters is there's a lot of four characters. Like yeah. you're actually able to do a pretty good job on your backup line with four characters. Yeah. And he is a three CP light eight K. So that's kind of nice. You know, he didn't, he got a, a discount on the template there. Um, yeah. yeah. So maybe the most playable guy of the bunch. Um, it's not, I don't know. It's not this like cloud level payoff. It really is for your deck being full of four characters, but it is um, is maybe a really cool piece of a puzzle with Theodore Hooded Man and the you know with the wind stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely something worth keeping an eye on. Um, but I mean, other than that, I don't see myself doing anything with yeah. the starter cards. It's a little bit upsetting that wind is the one color. I mean, they didn't do ice either, but wind is like 
got a lot of Final Fantasy Four stuff. It could have been cool to see some more wind four pieces in the starter. But. Yeah, I agree. Um, but now let's move on to the good stuff, the actual uh, spoilers that we've seen uh, from Opus 17. And we're going to lead right off, John, with a new Tifa. Uh, this is that new um, angle on cards. Um, so we're finally seeing backups do something new. We're basically we're getting man lands in this set man or lands. woman lands whatever you want to call i had it. never heard that phrase before because I, I didn't play magic and then yeah man lands. all of a sudden i heard it like 700 times in one day when this tifa oh, yeah. got spoiled well because you've got yeah, you've got man lands check lands tango lands uh pain lands um scry lands there's a bunch um, yeah, i know about fetch oh, lands yeah. you know yep fetch man. lands yep so now we're getting man lands. lands so let's go that's shock lands exactly mm-hmm. So we'll go over Tifa here. She's a six CP. I know CP. some of these words, too. That's right. I know some of these words. So she's a six CP fire backup job martial artist. Um, her, uh, Let's see here. Yep. So she's she's got that kind of faded 8K down in the corner. So let's see what that means. Um, EX burst. When Tifa enters the field, choose a four. Deal at 9,000 damage. Okay. Um, but for two fire until the end of the turn, Tifa becomes a forward with 8,000 power. You can only use this ability during your turn and once per turn. So, John, so 6 CP, I can play this card, nuke most relevant things right now. But then, like, later on, like, I can put more, more, you know, mana into this thing and have it deal damage. Yeah, dude, I think this card sees some play, man. This is pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. The ability to have this is like, think about Ace, right? You play Ace for two, and then you pay the kicker of Mm -hmm. three. And you deal the 9k to something. Uh-huh. Tifa is just like a little bit more than that, but you're more happy to just, it's like kind of what you uh-huh. end up paying for Ace sometimes anyway, if Ace is your first backup, where you're yep. like pitching a little extra to pay for that extra CP. Uh-huh. Um, but she also has the EX and also uh-huh. can become a forward. I think this Tifa is really neat. Uh, searchable yep. off Zangan, you know, all that uh-huh. jazz. Very, very cool card. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. I, I do like the fact that... Um, that and also I like the fact that it does return back to being a backup. Now, mm-hmm. from what I understand, if you make her a forward, she's still a backup. You yeah. cannot play another. If you're at five backups, Correct. you make her a forward, she's still a fucking backup. So you can't play another. Yeah, backup. she so becomes that's, both that's things. Be yeah. Right now, because you know those questions are going to be asked, or if they haven't already yeah. been asked. So, but again, I think I think manlands are neat. Manlands are always have always been a really neat angle in Magic. Um, it's always been kind of a control deck staple. And what I really like here, John, you know, especially with you know the ban that we've gotten, you know, fire mono fire has always kind of been this, or it has been like one of the closest things we've gotten to a control deck. And now we've got an, another piece that lets you maybe trade a forward for a, another summon, right? So. Like I, I, I just I really, really like what this adds to the game. I, I'm a huge fan of this design choice. It, it's a long t- it's long overdue, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think it's great. I like it. I like how we were talking about this a little bit the other day, how I said that they don't add a lot of new keywords or anything like that, mm-hmm. but they add new ways for things to work within the rules that yep. exist. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, we already had Mira that could kind of do this, but Mira had this huge deck building cost to her, and she yep. had to be the card that came out after the other things to to mm-hmm. turn on only specific backups. It was just so many hoops that it didn't seem worth jumping through all of them. Meanwhile, Tifa is like, are you playing red? All right, well, guess what? You, you've got your ticket to access this cool experience. Yep. Um, so I think that this is going to be a, a really neat card. It'll definitely see some play. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Now, moving on to a not-so-great car, we've got a new Terra, mm. 3CP Ice Ford, uh, 7K, Job Magitech Knight. Uh, when Terra enters the field, you can choose one summon in your break zone, remove it from the game. Uh, when you do so, uh, put some sort of counter uh, on magic, Terra. Magic counter. Magic counter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you can remove that counter from Terra, and she gains plus 5,000 power till the end of the turn. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to talk about there. You're, you're not playing that card. It's a it's a, that is draft chaff. Stop doing this to my girl. Yes, please. That that's my only request. You know, give us a Terra that doesn't suck, please. Yeah, they um, gave us that legend Terra, which would be good if summons and ice were ever good. Yeah, it's the best Terra is still the four CP fire one. Yeah, but anyway. So, I right, moving on. Well, yeah. now we're getting to a fun card. It's a new four CP Earth backup Matoya. Mm. Uh, job uh job witch category one so a relevant job and you know a category that doesn't really see a whole lot of uh, love so when matoya enters the field choose one of the following choose one character in your break zone add it to your hand remove all cards in your opponent's break zone from the game or when you play matoya you can pay an additional uh two earth and two colorless to break all forwards this card is sick such utility. Say hello. Big fan of this to card. your meta staple Matoya. Matoya, right. very, very cool card. I love the modality of how yep. this is like a uh help. I need like a, a protective card, something to get me out of mm-hmm. these bad situations. She gets you out of two different bad situations and mm-hmm. has a neutral mode. Oh yep. god, that's so good. Yep. Being I able agree to have a, all of this. it's relevant when you need to like break the glass in case of emergency mm-hmm. it's also relevant when you're just chilling and you need to build a backup just yeah. good yeah it's it's one of those things that you know if you have that bad hand where this is your only backup or you know it's effectively a two cp backup at that point right so yeah it, there this this is better yeah, minor you hit the you hit the yeah, nail no, no, right yeah, on the head yeah, yeah. yeah right Very on good. the head yeah it's it's excellent excellent card big fan uh, moving on, we've got uh, Alize, a new Alize. She's a 4CP Lightning Forward, 7K Power, Job Sign of the Seventh Dawn. Uh, when Alize enters the field, you may choose one forward in your break zone besides card name Alize and add it to your hand. That's cool. Uh, damage 3, when Alize enters the field, you can choose one Job Sign of the Seventh Dawn uh, forward in your break zone uh, besides Alize and add it to your hand. Um, so damage three, this becomes a free seven K effectively, right? Which is fine. It gets you back to scions. The scions care a lot about all being on the field together and about you having all the different named guys. Um, yeah, boy, they sure picked the wrong name for this. Uh, one, didn't they? Yeah, man, oh, because you boy, know, scions also really like having is inherent haste all the time and yeah, two tutorable backups. And they want as many of the, these guys names on backups as possible. Well, I mean, at least mm-hmm. up to five, because you want to always have a lot of scions in an uninteractable way, ideally. So, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit tough to put that name on this card. If this was an alpha, no, man, we'd be in oh, business. We'd be in fucking business. Um, yes, sir. But I am curious to see what, uh, you know, analysis without an alpha note, I don't think is something that happens. So I'm curious to see. Yeah. Um, what the other is so this is her actually in i'm sure this doesn't mean much to you but they keep putting not at all they keep putting them out in like groups of as they were in the expansions so this Mm -hmm. new outfit means that we're probably getting all the new scions in this generation of outfits so that'd be cool to see well cool well cool (laughs) and uh well no that's 
neat. We'll see where that goes. Uh, the next card I really like. It's a new Pinello. Oh, yes. He win for Job Dancer. Yes. For Dancer, she's competing in a pretty weird spot. But for other things, I think she's great. Um, at the end of each of your turns for each car, oh, she's a two CP, uh, five K. So pretty normal stats there. Uh, category FFTA two. She's not cat 12, which is awesome. Um, at the end of each of your turns for each card you've cast this turn, deal 1000 damage to all the forwards opponent controls. Dull one card named dancer or job dancer other than Pinello you control. Choose one forward opponent controls. It, it's power becomes 4,000 until the end of the turn. What a great green card. Well, wow, she is so good. Yes. I big love fan. it. I'm a big dancer guy. It's no mm -hmm. secret. Um, they're already very, very good. This Pinello is very cool. I can't wait to tinker and toggle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really, I'm really excited to see what people unlock with that. Um, really just great. You know, I mean, I could see this finding home and, you know, even like current mono win list, right? Yeah. Just, you know, the, the, play a bunch of cards then you have bismarck pings and then you're just like well you just cat whatever you couldn't kill you just cash all that in with pinello at the yeah, end even like a wind ice where it's like you did some damage with your barrel eye and then this storm type thing payoff at the end of the turn just yeah yeah oh. and the fact that it's at the end step man it's pretty mm -hmm. great right next we've got the uh the dark legend here it's <laughs> a uh new emperor um five cp dark forward nine k job emperor category two he's got brave um, so it looks like he, uh, so it says that the emperor has a Palamecia counter on it. The emperor gains, if the emperor would be dealt damage, you can remove one counter from the emperor. If you or one Palamecia counter, uh, from the emperor, if you do so draw a card. So it doesn't prevent the damage. He just gets to draw a card. Mm -hmm. If you would be dealt, if you would be dealt damage, that's combat, any damage, which is, I think is really cool. Um, when the Emperor enters the field, you may remove up to two card named the Emperor from your deck. Then for each card removed by this effect, you may draw one card and put a Palamecia counter on the Emperor. Um, you know, you know, John, you know, I'm a fan of Emperor dot deck. Mm -hmm. um, I think this card is kind of at odds with, with the other payoff card in that deck. But I like the fact that this this gives you just a, a, a card draw outlet. I, I don't know how I don't think this card's that great. Um, at all, but it's neat, right? Like he's he's rewarding you for playing a bunch of other shitty cards in your deck. But again, like I, I would probably play one of this in, in in old Emperor dot deck, but just just because he's named Emperor. I but mean, otherwise, yeah, you get to play this five K or sorry, you get to play this five CB nine K, and then he draws you two cards back and thins the deck a bit. Yeah, uh, it's not so bad. Also, every other emperor wants you to just have all these guys in your discard pile already. So it's kind of cool that you don't punish yourself to accelerate to that stage. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he's probably drawing at least one more card on his way yeah. out. Um, and if you're drawing two cards, you're putting two Palmecia counters on him. So that means maybe he's drawing even two more cards. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think this guy's pretty neat. Um, you've yeah, that's managed that's to make a dark emperor that is compelling. Yeah. And not much really to say beyond that, but I'm I'm just because you know I like a good import dot deck for my walking around deck. Then I'll uh, I'll probably tinker with that guy. Nothing to write home about. But John, we got some eleven cards. We got some eleven cards. Um, this oh is a uh, uh, Afmal. Afmal, yep. Afmal, four CP lightning forward, five uh, K, uh, job puppeteer. Um, no burst here, which is odd for a four CP five K. But we'll see what she it's does. Okay, you'll see why. Yep, when Alphamal enters the field, you may search for one card named Avjang and add it to your hand. When Afmal, okay, I see. Uh, when Afmal enters the field, you can search for one card named uh, Mejing. Mejing. Yeah. 
and add it to your hand. Um, for two, choose one card name Avjang or card name Meijang in your break zone and add it to your hand. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to skip so it's ahead. It's a 2CP5K. I'm going to skip ahead a bit, Chris, and read the new Avjang and Nezhang. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to that. So we'll just skip down and go to that. So, because we really need to talk about them both together. So yes. the new Avjang and Nezhang is one card. So it's a dual mm-hmm. card. It's a one CP card called Avjang and Nezhang. And. Mm-hmm. Avjang and Nezhing is also card name Avjang and card name Nezhing in all situations. It has, searching for two copies? Yeah, so well, she so that. there is a backup named Avjang that yep. lets you get a uh, forward three of cost three or less from your discard yeah. pile and add it to your hand. And then there's mm-hmm. a backup Nezhing which lets you tap it to give a forward of cost three plus 1,000 power until the end of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we first see Yakmao, we can say, oh, you can search for two different backups in Lightning. Pretty good. But then there's also this forward, which is both, like you said, it's um, it's it's both card name Avjang and Nezhing in all situations. So you can literally play Afmao and just get two of this card if you want. Yeah. And then it has two different S abilities. Uh-huh. One is Dispel. Choose a character and it loses all of its abilities until the end of the turn. Uh-huh. And then Shield Bash is... Um. Yeah. Shield Bash, S, and one Lightning. Choose one forward, deal it 9,000 damage. Yep. It's a 1 CP, 3K yeah, job sorry. automation. Yes. Automaton. Okay. Oh, no, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're oh, little puppets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so these little automatons are like the, the puppet masters control them and use them to fight. And Aphmau is like the royal puppeteer. Oh, so puppeteer. she's got, you can even see on her card, she's got both of them kind of on the side there. So that's really neat. Yeah. Uh, on the full art that she's going to be that pre-release promo. So you'll see that full art and you'll get to have her with the puppets on it. Um, they've got this cool art of the two puppets hanging out with each other. Um, it's one puppet slap and the other puppet kind of funny. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's just like absolutely uh, very, very cool little engine here. You could either get backups from your deck with her. You can get these cards that can immediately use the S abilities. So you can like remove mm-hmm. something's um, abilities. You can deal something 9000 damage. And those mm-hmm. are some pretty potent abilities if you wanted to kind of just fill your deck with more than three mm-hmm. of this card. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Shield Bash is a pretty good rate for 9,000. Yeah, I agree. And I like that you can play, you know, I know purple cards are definitely in need of a come up, and this is fun, something you can just play a nice little removal engine. Yeah, and there's like uh, some 1CP, uh, for some reason I remember 1CP lightning cards always mattering. Yeah, there's there's Heo, there's the Ramza, there's the the Avjang. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, I just I think there's like really a neat. card I think that cares about one CP lightning cards. Oh, the one uh, Paladina, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's right. Yeah, so those cards are interesting together. Uh, I'm a big Eleven fan, so I really like the Afmao art. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they save lightning or see play, but I do think it's a really neat little engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think that's really cool. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Marilith, uh, 5CP Fire Forward, Job Chaos. So, you know, we fucking hate chaos around here. Um, <laughs> We're here to category kill Category one, forward with innate first strike. Uh, when you receive a fifth point of damage, you may pay one fire, just a fire. When you do so, play Marilith onto the field dull. This effect will trigger only if Marilith is in the break zone. That's cool. I mean, that's pretty neat. Yeah, dude, I think that... Gorgeous um, full art, by the way. Yeah, this, this art is so cool. Um, I really hope we're getting like a cool version of all of these guys, right? And um, I know that Jack Garland's on his way, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but the Marilith, yeah, man. Uh, so inherent first strike, first strike is is one of the 
probably most conservatively applied keywords and also is one mm -hmm. of the strongest keywords, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. When you receive the fifth point of damage, you can pay it and play her just kind of like, okay, now that we're late game, here come my fiends, right? Yep. Um, so that the nice thing about her, obviously, is like pretty bad to just pay five for a blank, you know, for like a 9K first strike. Yeah. But uh, really cool to have a break zone full of these guys. And then as soon as your opponent hits you to the fifth point of damage, <laughs> all the fiends yeah. come out. Now, uh, if they all come in dull like this, if I imagine the whole cycle will have a when you receive the fifth point of damage, you may pay and then their mm -hmm. color, right? Um, if they all come in dull, it's a little ETB annoying. That readies them. Yeah, something like that, because like you want to be able to um, to almost always get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want your opponent to be able to like sneak past it. You want to be able to if you're building this chaos deck and that's the thing you want to be able to mm -hmm. do the thing at least. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but right. a very so cool card. Neat. It's a rare, yeah. so it's like very neat if they all slip into that rarity, look great like this, and have a really yeah. fun, like, wombo combo. I think this is way more appealing and just fun to actually pull it off than any of the stupid chaos shit they've done before. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But next we've got the, uh, we've got probably <laughs> the most poorly named card since Shimon P. Grouch. Um, we've got old Curry Wazette here. <laughs> Who the Fuck is this? No, guy? dude, Curry, <laughs> Curry was that? I have Fucking no idea, dude. This guy looks like a Fire Emblem villain. He does. He does. He's a five CP, eight K ice forward. Uh, category Brave Exvius, uh, Job King, uh, and Ranger. He's one of them Rangers. Um, <laughs> so when old when old KW enters the field, you gain a crystal. Cool. Uh, when a forward opponent controls his foot, put from the field into the break zone, gain a crystal. This effect will only trigger once per turn. And then for three crystals and tap, dull and freeze all the characters opponent controls. You can only use this ability during your turn. Um, he's neat, right? I mean, he's a good little crystal generator, a good little crystal dump. But uh, so, I mean, dull and freeze all the characters opponent controls is absolutely absurd. Yeah. Will you ever get there? Probably not. Eh, I mean, you'll get ask. the three crystals, sure, but this guy's got to live. It's a big ask. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. He's got to live. Uh, I don't know if it's worth hasting this guy. It's a lot to ask to pay for a five cost guy and then haste him. Um, yeah. But uh, that like, is could this guy. It, was it too much to ask to make this guy on curve? Like I realize, you know, I mean, like if you're maybe if that's your payoff, crystal this when guy he comes gets snapped in, I think. right? Like, this guy, uh, yeah. Like, oh, you're trying to dull and freeze all my shit. Well, we'll just snap off one of these and kill this guy. Yeah. I mean, this guy, um, this is the one, maybe the best. This is the best three crystal payoff. I think. Yeah, and like, would it have been, would it have been too? He's a heroic. Would it have been too much to ask to make this guy a nine k? I don't think so. Yeah, like, what, I mean, what, at nine k, what is he doing that like makes it unfair? Other well, than not just getting peeled off by an amateur. Well, I was gonna right? say like the ama doesn't kill him there, but it does stop his one crystal. And like getting right. to three crystals without that free one on entry two is just like that's a long journey, man. That is a long mm -hmm. walk. So I don't think that, like you said, I don't think it's too crazy. I think no, I like that all. a little bit, but you know, again, I, I'm not going to play game designer over here. I just, exactly. my gut feeling is that it's going to be very difficult to actually use that action ability, but that that action ability is extremely powerful. Yep. Um, speaking of cards that I think are extremely powerful, this next one, I actually really, really like, and I don't know why it just, it just has a lot of Chris Adams text on it. Uh, it's a new Kelger. Oh He's yeah. This guy's definitely your yeah. speed. 
Yeah, he is a he is a Chris Adams card, and he's got the fucking stance. He's ready to just fuck someone's world up. Um, four CP, eight K win forward. Uh, category Mobius and five uh, Dawn Warrior. So I mean, the, the Sildra implications, man. Um, right. So if your opponent doesn't control the board of cost five or more, yeah, burn <laughs> it, claim it. Um, if your opponent, did I tell you Clifford was there? Get the fuck out, bro. Yeah, was he, he was, was really. Yeah, he was there, bro. He was oh there behind the God. counter. Same old. That's oh man. What? Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. Wow. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, I got to see celebrity claim at Clifford while I was there in Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. Or, well, or not Cleveland. For, sorry, Columbus. Well, I'm here for claiming Kildra because <laughs> uh, because uh, he is. So his ability is if your opponent doesn't control a, fo- a forward of cost five or more. Kelger just casually comes in with haste, first strike, and brave. The casual Kelger. Yeah, that's right. Claim it casual Kelger. And then, you know, if you do happen to have one, when Kelger enters the field, you can just pay wind when you do. Choose a four to, uh, of cost five or more and just fucking break it. So you got one. You ain't got one no more. And then Kelger's coming across. He's coming in that ass, man. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah he is. He's what? He sure he's is. He's doing what? Fucking, he's coming right <laughs> on in there. Oh, yeah, That's just, right. Damn. We're bringing the Motown sound back to Draytown, sir. He is here to blow his load. Let's just oh, say, dude, he big is. Big time. Look at this guy, man. I mean, I'll tell you, he's a legend. Um, yeah. But I, I see it, man. That We're starting to get a whole lot of these four-cost guys that just snap a guy off when they enter the field. Wow. And uh, Kieran is licking his lips, dude. Yeah. Kieran is licking his lips thinking about a Dawn Warrior Earthwind deck where he's just snapping guys like Thanos every time that he resolves a Kieran. Uh, I I think this is really cool. Give me some hot Dawn Warrior daddies. Oh, my God. I I want my Sildra to search me something hot and fresh. Dude, this guy's a legend, dude. So I think that he is uh, he is probably going to get some support from the boys, dude. Yeah. I'm here oh, for claim it, it Kelger. <laughs> oh, claim it Kelger, man. I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this car. He has my three favorite keywords. He kills a guy. He's got two relevant categories. And uh, isn't the Mobius searcher in wind also? Yeah. So, yeah, even if you weren't doing Sildra things, you can Echo. easily just peel this guy out of the deck. A huge fan of this card. Mm-hmm. I love it for all those reasons. Um, now next we've got, uh, these were spoiled, I think, at uh, a Japanese event. We, we're going to start with, uh, old, uh, Maquis the Phantasm here, uh, which is, it sounds like a great fucking like mumble rapper. <laughs> Look at his album cover art, dude. He just, he is just dude, straight, he looks up tired, weight. bro. He looks like he's ready to, to been sh- been on this that lean, coil, that's dude. dude. He's just been <laughs> sipping on that lean, dog. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Skirt? <laughs> dude, uh, so he's a 3CP7K job, dual horn and ninja. Uh, they call FFT, me the dual horn fucking dual horn baby dueling them shirks um so so the opponent's forwards enter the field dull that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um if your opponent if you control a card named alice the ensorcelled bro ensorcelled when we just yeah. making words of now okay so a card <laughs> named alice the ensorcelled uh was the phantasm gains plus two thousand power uh, when old M the P enters the field, choose one job dual horn in your break zone. Uh, you may pay X if its cost is X. Play it onto the field. So we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and just read uh, what old Alice, what old A the E does here. <laughs> Alice the Encircled. Uh, she's also a dual horn and a summoner. Um, water. She's a two CP seven K. Um, 
Alice in uh, the ensorcled. <laughs> the ensorcled. It's like sorcery, sorcelled. dude. She's oh, been ensorcelled. she's been sorcelled. She's been ensorcelled. She is big fucking sorcelled. Uh, so she enters the field dull, and she does not activate during your active phase. Um, if you control a card name, uh, Maquis the Phantasm. Uh, this is like fucking Heretical Knight Garland all over again. Mm-hmm. A the E it gains two thousand power, but when she attacks, your opponent selects one for they control and puts it in the break zone. Um. So yeah, I, I think this is a neat little uh, little tandem here. Um, so you play your three cost guy, then you yeah. pitch a card, and you get to play the well. So you, first you have to choose the dual horn, so you can't pitch it to pay for it. Yeah. So exactly. you play him, you choose her in the break zone, you pitch a card, you get her at kind of a discount there. She comes yeah. out, and then boom, he's a nine, she's a nine. She does yeah, you're come getting in dull. 18k for five 18k worth of power for five cp which yeah. i think is a good rate and then if your opponent plays a forward even if it's a kind of forward that like deals with these guys like a suzano or something mm-hmm. it enters dull because yep. of mac was the phantasm and then uh alice just has that nice little extra like if she does get to attack next turn um you'll obviously in this deck you'll have some way to activate her whether it's ash yeah. or a backup or, or- um, fucking a summon the yeah. any any wind any summon number of things deck. yeah uh, um the rosa we were just looking at oh, uh exactly. yeah there dude. it is so you oh my god oh my god rosa op rosa op so yeah can you just, play can we just put dual horn on her fucking job <laughs> yeah, just dual horn. yeah um but yeah so alice the ensorcelled uh if she does get to attack it's just a fee like every time it's a fan for it so it's kind of gross yeah, um yeah. she's real sick you put the old Chalinka back up on this girl and you just go to town. Oh, dude. there you go. Yeah, but it's just Cooking. very, very... I actually think these guys are really cool for two rares. Yeah, Like, I just agree. really, really neat little two-card combo in water here. And two great full arts also. Yeah, for sure. Ryoma Ito, I'm a little biased. It's my favorite. that They're doing all the um, FFTA art and the FFTA2 art. Yep. Yeah, big fan of those, man. There's some. There's a lot, lot to like in those. Um, so next up, we've got an Earth Legend here. We've got a new Shadow Lord. Oh boy. Uh, seven CP, nine uh, K, category eleven. John, I know you love that. Mm-hmm. Um, job Kindred. So when Shadow, uh, when Shadow Lord enters the field, name one job. Break all the forwards with the with that name job and job standard unit. The tribe slayer. Uh, you just you just the fucking tribe slicer, dude. You got that big old fucking sword. That's the name of his sword. That's the tribe slicer. Um, <laughs> so when three or more forwards are put from the field into the break zone by this effect, Shadow Lord deals you one point of damage, which is a very fair fucking trade. Um, and then at damage five, uh, Shadow Lord gains a thousand power in Brave, and his element becomes dark, which maybe is not the best, but still what a neat ability I'm, I'm glad you know as much as i love how in the recent sets tribal synergies have become a lot more appealing and a lot more powerful this guy just kind of says you might want to think about that you know you love samurais well let's let's think about that for a second me um, too <laughs> yeah exactly oh kingsglaive huh <laughs> fuck you dave <laughs> the dave slicer um, you know, scions, <laughs> fucking uh, what else? Um, the glaive dancers. Take take your pick. You know what I mean? Like this guy just has a lot of stuff that like what what just a really really neat card. And he doesn't choose. Um, he just uh, he just chooses the job. Yeah, like this is really interesting. Like imagine this and just like like oh sky pirates. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Avalanche Operatives and Shadow Lords just like, nah, dog. Yeah. I, I think that I really like when there is counterplay from all mm-hmm. these different angles 
I yeah. love adding counterplay to the job synergy system. Yeah. Like your opponent, and I is, love that they included standard unit in that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your just opponent so you can't is just sneak milking, one by. milking yeah. these tribal synergies, and you're here for a little tribal synergy of your own. That's right. Yeah, I love it. Really neat card. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, absolutely. and I think he just kind of goes into that like that suite of like big removal bodies that are just kind of toolboxy, right? Like I could see that guy being a one of in a lot of depending on what he is definitely a card that is meta dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Like if tribal synergies are huge, which right now I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, you're definitely playing that guy, right? He's a card that will definitely see play if the meta calls for yeah, it. He's tutorable from a bunch of angles too, Absolutely right? Absolutely. Like is. star civil searches for this guy. Gold, yeah. uh, not gold, but uh, Brant searches for this guy. Yeah. Um, your little, uh, you know, Colca searches Mobius for this too, guy. So if you're in wind, yep. yeah. Mobius searches for this guy. Yeah, dude, the old Shadow Lord. And can I just say, dude, Jeremy Chong did such mm-hmm. an excellent job illustrating this Shadow Lord. Dude, just really bring great art. Really just the, the, the tribe slayer in his prime the, the here. The fucking tribe slayer. In his I prime. That uh, needs to be a trophy. Just make, let's just make this sword as a trophy and just call it the tribe slayer. Perfect. Yeah, love this card. Big fan. Uh, next up, I believe this was our first card of the week, right? Uh, it sure was. Noel, uh, 2CP5K, Wind Forward, Job Commando. We know what game he's from. Um, so when Noel attacks, you may remove Noel from the game. If you do so, at the beginning of your next main phase one, play him onto the field. Uh, when Noel enters the field due to an ability of card named Noel, select one of the three following actions. Choose a character of cost four or more and break it. Noel deals your opponent one point of damage or search for one forward and add it to your hand. Um, and a damage three, Noel gains haste. Uh, what a fun card. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's interesting, dude. He's so this Noel, basically when he attacks, he gets the hell out of there. And if you want your attack to deal a point of damage, like normal, um, I mean, I guess I guess it's a may you may remove from the game, but you can do this cool thing where he kind of like blinks out and then comes back and deals the damage later um, to guarantee it through like any kind of blocker or whatever. The inevitability on something like that's kind of interesting. Um, otherwise, his other two, what, choose a character for more break it, search for a forward, add it to your hand. Those are kind of nice. But the weird thing is, like, until he's a damage three, this guy he can only every other turn that stuff. So he's just like a completely yeah. dead card. But after yeah. damage three, this kind of gets a little wild. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. He's super, super neat. Yeah. I mean, this is a really cool card. It's another one of those like low to the ground two CP five K wind guys. Um, so, so we've seen the decks that kind of fill up on those, you know, they fill up on the appetizers get slaughtered by, you know, those those little board clears or even maybe the old Shadow Lord who was popular for a minute at the beginning of this set with all the uh, ice fire stuff running around. But um, mm-hmm. this card has a lot of potential and he's in 13. So like there is like that lightning haste potential stuff. Yeah, as the well. CP backup. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said. I mean, certainly the best and most interesting Noel. They finally, after however many flops have printed an interesting Noel. So yeah. I think this is this is a really cool card. And this card can be very, very scary. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this. Like, and I like, I like what he does for. I mean, obviously, you're you're looking at like some sort of wind lightning deck. Clearly, yeah. Here. Like, um, you, you got to put in a lot of effort to get uh, to get value out of him mm-hmm. before damage three. 
Mm-hmm. But I think at damage three, he's just great. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I don't hate playing the two CP lightning backup. Yeah. And this guy, like that's, I, I, I think you can, if you can start getting that off early and this guy just, if you let this guy stick around, you're in trouble. He is easy you to kill. In trouble. He's very easy to kill. And yeah, that's what I like. Protect him. I, yeah. I love cards that have these really neat kind of frightening, inevitable abilities, but it's like, Oh, thank God. Bryn Hilder. Yeah, well, it's like the Dodge old uh, like Zidane legend, the two CP Zidane legend. Yeah, the water one It's like sometimes yeah. dude, they haste him turn one and it just gets out of hand real fast. Yeah. And sometimes. Boop. Yeah, he sometimes he's just dead, <laughs> dead on arrival. All right. And then next up, we had our next card of the week here. It's the light legend uh, with beautiful, beautiful fucking artwork. We got a new Maria. Um, obviously, you can't have rebellions call without rebels, John. So. 2CP Maria, she's a light forward uh, category uh, 2, obviously, Job Warrior and Rebel, which we saw from the Rebels last set have all that, have that kind of uh, synergy as well, where they're Mm -hmm. all Warrior and Rebel, which is really cool. Um, So she's, again, 2CP light forward, 5K. Uh, The forwards have cost two or less. Other than Maria, you control, gain 2,000 power. When Maria enters the field, choose up to one backup you control activate it it loses all abilities and also becomes a forward with eight thousand power this effect does not end at the end of the turn so she's get into this man land synergy man she just comes in and just she brings another 8k with her so effectively for we'll call it three cp or no really just one right because you can pay to play her untap one of those and turn that into an 8k so you're probably a 10k you know yeah Oh, exactly. Exactly. You activate so a two cost backup. 15, and... Yeah, you're getting two. You're getting 15k worth of power for effectively one CP, right? Because you can still, as much as you don't want to tap that 10k, you can still use that backup for things, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's really cool. I think she's a really cool card. I hate, and unless this is what the rebel synergy is going to do, unless that like the the backup we're animating becomes that rotating fourth party member <laughs> you know what i mean you activate minwoo get him killed you activate guy get him killed or uh, sorry joseph get him killed see and, and that's the okay i'm gonna go on a tangent real quick because i you know, i like this maria but i like her not as uh the tri- you know a tribal synergy mm-hmm. i was really hoping you know we got i thought we got a great crop of rebels in the last set like they they're they're, they're synergistic they draw your cards they get big I was really, really hoping, and maybe, maybe well, we haven't seen a whole lot. Maybe we get this. I want that the rest of that cast of rotating characters to like be like the sacrificial lamb. I want you to be able to play that, be it forward or a backup, and be able to sack it to like save the crew. Right? They're definitely getting like, that. That's kind of what they all did. Like they all died saving the fucking day. I mean, the legends for light and dark are both these. You know, Final Fantasy 2 characters. The box art is mm-hmm. that Minwoo, dude. We're going to mm-hmm. get some Final Fantasy 2 love. It's just we'll see how it, uh, how it shakes out. But yeah, I mean, yeah. The, I think the Maria is really cool. I don't know what color her hair is for what reason. Uh, I've, uh, ne- I've never seen a black blue, hair. Blue, it's gray. What, what color is that dress, John? I don't know. Oh, what's going on here. She's got purple hair. But anyway, purple, it's gray. It's blue. But I love <laughs> artwork is it is gray, dude. It is really cool. Um. It, it, this is going to be a sick card, I think. I like this card a lot. Yeah. 
I think it's neat. I definitely think it's neat. Um, and then the the most recent spoiler, uh, the last card of the week is a new uh hien. Yeah. So it's a new slamurai, a wham bam. Thank you, mamurai. That's right. Um, four CP eight K job samurai category fourteen. Uh, if you control five or more fire characters and or category fourteen characters, hien gains haste. Cool. Uh, when he attacked, when he attacks, activate all the category 14 forwards you control until the end of the turn. They gain uh, this forward can attack twice in the same turn. This effect will only trigger once per turn. What a neat card. I know people are like, oh, my God, I can kill on turn two. No, you fucking can't. And you're not going to. No, but, I mean, you don't have to. He's just good. Uh, the thing is, yeah, he's just a good card. First of all, you played shit Hien just because he was a samurai. And now you have good Hien who is a samurai, right? Yep. Uh, chances are we're going to be getting another. I think they literally said there's another samurai forward in this set, mm -hmm. right? So, Beautiful. yeah, we're getting another samurai forward. That's 14. Like they said, a 14 samurai forward. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's cool because that'll work with him. And then also Susano works with him, obviously. Yep. Uh, this guy has some pretty nutty Scion implications. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this card is just very cool. Again, I like the the theme of these legends just having very fun, neat, unique abilities mm -hmm. is usually, you know, what legends are. Um, yep. But I, I'm actually excited to try the deck that is meant to be built around each of the legends we've read so far, except yeah. maybe the Emperor. But um, we'll see. That's yeah. I mean, that's just I'll, how the I'll, emperor you know, goes. I'll walk so you can run. That's perfect. There, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll I'll dip in the uh, the the shadow lord pool, and you can fuck with yeah. the emperor. Well, I feel like that guy. That guy's like we we know what that guy's for. That that's guy true. Is yeah, fucking, he, he he's the counterplay to all this tribal. He, it's like he dude. He's like the plumber, bro. You, when you have a very specific kind of problem, you call him up and he deals with it. Dude. That's right. Just, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But um, but no, dude, I like I like this Hien. I think he's really really cool. Um, he he's another one that like can can be a fucking problem if you can't answer him. Like he he he'll take you from zero to dead. If dude, you do you see that hand, him. dude? It's it is yeah. almost on that sword, and when it touches the sword, you're dead. Yeah, and then what's cool too is like I I like the uh the implications of like you know Squall getting to attack twice. I like the idea of Cyan getting getting to cleave twice. Um, just being able to swing with everybody, swing with him, swing with everybody else again, seems really, really cool. I mean, and himself, right? So, like, he is definitely the, you know, you're snaking your attacks, and he is that anchor piece that is going to attack twice, and then everybody else is going to finish up. Like, I think he's just really, really cool. He's not going to accelerate any, you know, people are you know, on this shit where you're going to die turn two. You're fucking not. You're not. But he rewards you for playing, like, a smart game with samurais and just cool. Just a, just a really cool finisher piece if he lives. And that's the thing. He's not overstatted. He, um, straight upgrade you know, to the last. Yeah. Yeah. One, a hundred percent. Like there's no reason to play the old one over this one. And what I like, you know, he's, he's, he, I mean, he's Amaterasu just fucking bulls. Up. You know, Amaterasu grabs the bow from Maria and just plop right in the fucking face. Mm. Um, but like, no, he's cool. He's a cool card. And I think definitely a nice up update for samurais right it gives it just it gives it a different finishing angle which i really like yeah I, i'm really into it it's yeah, cool that's that this guy's tutorable by a good backup yeah yeah it's and, uh, caught up yeah we are all caught up on spoilers i'm really excited for the this next set it's doing a lot of really really cool things there's a lot um, of spoilers. i can't wait to see more
that was a lot of spoilers. Uh, you know, the starter cards, I uh, we can't really count those, but uh, I'm really excited for this new set. I, I, I like the legends are very thematic with something. I do like Manlands have finally been introduced. Um, can't wait to see where this goes. But um, I am very yeah. excited, yeah. I am too. So moving forward, John, you know, we've, we've clearly had a lot of events uh, across the globe. Um, you know, where, I guess, John, where do we start? Do we want to start with the, uh, I guess, the Dallas re-raise event? I think Dallas is the thing that we were getting ready to cover last. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start there. This was uh, the re-raise event in Dallas at the local game store. I want to say this was about 60 people that uh, showed up for this one. I think so. Yeah. I want to say 50 something. Yeah, slight step down from Florida, but again, you know, we're talking, you know, Texas. The flights were were nuts, and it was hot. I'll bet it was. I I, I can't even fathom that like summer heat wave, in right? Texas. Dude, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, I, I I wasn't gonna go to this one regardless. Um, but uh, it looks like it was a really awesome event. A lot of killers in the room. Uh, big congratulations to Mr. Matt Okimoto, uh, taking home the win on this one. Oh, Fifty nine uh, players. Fifty nine. 59 because yeah so right there at 60 and uh looks like he played the um really the the kind of the 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 deck to play right the uh the the soiree 30 burst larsa Mm -hmm. axe star variant right where yeah where you go heavier on the water right you got like forward and remora yeah yep so you just I just play the the soiree engine and you just burst them the fuck out. That's kind of how that works. That that's the deck. That's it. That's the deck. Um, which you know that kind of bleeds over into some of the other events too. That's what won uh, a recent Japanese Masters event. Um, slight variations in the cards. Um, and then let's see. I'm just looking through what other decks here. Um, kind of going down the line here, John. We had that soiree variant taking it. You had um. Let's see. It looks like we had a uh, Palom and Porum list finishing second. Twins, Braska um, finishing second. Again, another summon heavy deck. Uh, Third one, we had a little Earth Ice, which was really, really cool to see. Uh, And fourth place, we had uh, Sam Tool uh, with a nice, uh, I know, Johnny, I know this is near and dear to your heart, a little Fire Wind kind of good stuff pile. Yeah, dude, I love the Fire Wind good stuff piles. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of summon recycling. How many times yep. can I get my armor back? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then we've got uh, you know, this. Um, we have the 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 kind of the wool value, you know, wool Sophie, big dog, just a bunch of big bodies. You know, we're splashing lock in there. Pile. Oh, pageant so, deck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Pat, the, old, the the pageant pile. Yeah, Pat is um, is just like very cool boxy. Earthwind. Yeah. That's a well, mainly that, the one, Sophie the, Wall. The other one was a little bit different. Didn't have the Fel Thanos or the Veristeel or the Golbez. It was more of a kind of kind of the I I guess stock version of that deck. Whereas uh Pagets is more the one that, you know, again the pageant pile where we're 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 just milling you out, bruv. Yeah, man. He's um he's slow the the chill and mill, as it were. Uh, the old chill and mill. Yeah. And then um and then, there uh, was one really cool Ice Earth. Yeah. Oh, my man, Anson. Oh, Anson. I love me some Anson. He used to come when he was, uh, you know, when we still had our locals going on, whenever he was on this side of the country for work, he would actually come to our locals at battlegrounds. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. Anson's a cool cat, man. Miss that guy. Um, love to see the top eight performance there from the old boy. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love what's happening here. We got some scale toad. 
Dude, that Arcanist backup just soloed some of these matchups, man. Against Soiree. I'll bet. I'll yeah. fucking oh, oh. bet. Against Soiree, against Mono Water, you're like, uh, threes can't attack. Mono Water's like, oh. Um. He's got he's got his staff. Fucking hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, so he gives them a little rap on the noggin when they think about uh-huh. it attacking. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, but I mean, looking at that, Chris, it's like, what? We have um, two Ice Earth, actually, which is kind of funny. Uh, Shine and Anson playing pretty much a similar deck. Then we have um, like two fire, or sorry, two uh, Earth Wind Sophie decks. Yep. Everything else is a one of Pirates, mm-hmm. Fire Wind, Twins, and Soiree. Yep. That seems pretty damn diverse to me. Looks good to me. Now, one could argue there's, you know, no, oh, but John. First and second are Moshery decks, John. Well, there's a Moshery. Hey, Moshery won, and Moshery was both top cut decks, right? Yep. But it's but also Mao John. Komodo, the like, winningest <laughs> player in the history of the Final Fantasy TCG and NA. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, man, I'm not surprised to see this guy. He could be playing a lot of different decks, I think. Now, there's yep. an argument to be like, oh, you know, of course, a guy like that, what deck he chooses matters, too. Um, normally, yeah. he's a big Earthwind guy, so it's interesting to see mm-hmm. him kind of, when Earthwind had this very interesting variant make it to the top, him kind of go in the soiree direction. But at the same time, um, Matt's the kind of guy who is is happy to play or test all manner of different decks. I'm sure saw some of the strengths that we've seen in this EX variant of soiree, and uh, just like being able to definitely make cut when you know, especially that the event, the kind of the size of the event, what you think mm-hmm. is going to be in the room. You know, you're looking at some of the previous events. You've seen that that fire ice did really well. High EX decks are really good against things like that. Like some of those more angry decks, they kind of help against like the, the model water matchups with some of those other Moshery decks. So I think that there's just an informed choice, smart choice by Oki here. But um, I'll tell you, man, the way that you hear people talking about things like Soiree, uh, you would expect that it would be more than one of the top eight decks in this tournament. I'd be willing to bet, though. I'd bet a steak dinner that it was probably the most represented deck in the room. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's what we hear a lot of, right? Just like really low conversion rate, but high representation. Um, And I think like over time, we watch it just convert less and less, right? Yep. Which is, and it's kind of tried to adapt and evolve right like so now this ex variant is the variant that makes it to the top that the cream of the crop chris as it were that rises that rises to the top um but we don't see it just being like this free day two deck that it kind of felt like people were saying it was for a while exactly i would have loved to have seen the full like meta breakdown of the event for sure um but yeah congrats to okimoto um you know that Omaz, the next one in two weeks, and we'll touch back on that here in a second. Um, again, couple Masters events, you're kind of seeing a lot of the same. You got the, this was the one from uh, the Masters final on on uh, June 24th. Uh, looks like Suarez uh, won that one, uh, that same variant. And then it looks like second place, looks like again, was the uh, Twins variant. Uh, third place, it looks like it was another Earthwind, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of an Earthwind, Bismarck. Uh, Larkisius Mira monster worth uh, mentioning worth mentioning Uh real quick that the final the first place um, soiree deck here while it is a Mm -hmm. similar high burst variant no moshery yeah it's Kadaj so again yep um, you know just just the point to remember 
Just have it in yep, our heads. Because I'll be, you know, I'll be willing to bet. This is this is it. This is what you're going to see for the rest of Opus uh, Opus 16. This right here. Yeah. Uh, you know that 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 li- I would I would dare say damn near card for card. This is the list you're going to see for the rest of Something this similar. Is the, this, this this is the list to beat. This is going to be the one to beat. So fucking study it. Mm. So there we go. But all two giant. I was digging around through FF decks. Looks like there was a. I mean I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure this isn't like an official OP event or maybe it is. But it's like there was a French championship. Uh, just see, I saw some names here. I saw Evan Tan guy. I saw um, Nicholas Loray. Oh, I saw Nicholas, some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, there was, it was like they did two deck format, which was really cool. Um, but John, that, I guess you know, going over these events here, they, they they look kind of the same. Though one thing in the Masters event, I love seeing some fucking Guardians here in Top Cut. Oh yeah, dude! And um, not only wow. that, that uh, there was an event the second day of Dallas. It's called like the if you look on the FF Ducks, it's like Dallas Reunion instead of Re Race. Yeah, uh, that was like oh, if you weren't in Top, they basically ran like a second event, and it was just like um probably like 30 players or so and i mm-hmm. think jeff lostly he won that one with well they split the finals but he basically went undefeated in swiss and was on a tear with guardians there as well dude, that's awesome yeah, yeah i dude, love very that. cool that's a, that's to a see. great deck big fan of that big big fan of that so john now that we've kind of talked about more of the you know the recent events again there were a few other um masters events um but you're kind of seeing a lot of the same thing you're seeing these soiree burst variants you know some of them have moshery you're seeing you know summon decks with a lot of moshery um so john with that being said we'll kind of go right into the uh the ban list um so for standard yeah big news uh, hear ye hear ye <laughs> extra yes, extra indeed extra hot off the presses read all about it effective august 12th with the release of yeah, rebellion's some call right right and we'll, and we'll <laughs> sorry, dive into that in a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah no it's true it's true um so for standard moshery will be banned effective august 12th um now as there were a couple other bands too for l6 uh looks like moshery and amber were both uh sent packing um and it looks like for l3 uh, Mashri was all, uh, not Mashri, uh, Amber was also sent packing. So in the more limited for the more, I don't say limited, but the more, um, the more, you know, if I, we'll just call it the more limited constructed formats. Um, Amber is, I mean, clearly soiree would be the only thing to play in those two decks, right? In those, in those two formats, right? Why, why would you play anything else? So now they're like, well, we're going to fucking show you why, because now you're going to have to play something else. Or you can still fucking play Soiree, you just lose a lot of that consistency. Yeah, it's um maybe too... The thing is, it's not just like a really comprehensive deck, because there's a lot of decks that are like really, really consistent mm-hmm. strategies. But the thing is, they all came out in the same set, so like they don't lose anything as all these sets kind of change until the newest set goes. So <laughs> it's in, See, in my quite some time, though, over a year of time, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I would love to know why Amber and not Shinju. Because, right? Because, like, Sh- Shinju's the one that makes you, like, that lets you basically not play the game. Like, you, you get to play a different game than your opponent unless they're playing Soiree No, I think, well. I think part of the Soiree thing that's so important is, again, like I said, that consistency. Because imagine, like, a Scion, mm-hmm. right? Scions has that EX backup that searches only the forwards. The fact mm-hmm. that Amber can hit the backups too, so it's like yeah. you either get your Shinju every game because you have an extra three copies of it, or mm-hmm. you already have the Shinju and things just get out of control because you go get like Elbus and kill a thing, or you go get Madam. And you know, I just think that the the Amber uh, isn't like 
broken, but hitting the amber just like kind of kneecaps the then, consistency of the deck a little bit. Right, but then when I, I look just at slows Shinju, it down. you yeah. lose you lose a lot of the pieces without having to go out of your way, right? Like you lose you you in especially in the more like limited constructed formats. I'm sure there's a better word for that, but that's what I'm just gonna call it. I think if um, you get rid of Shinju though, the entire tribe like doesn't work. It requires something from outside of the tribe in order mm -hmm. to be a deck. Right? Like it forces something like a Tiro or whatever in order to ever play right. Erwin and Merald. So I think that like Shinju is the identity of that entire archetype, like mm -hmm. hinges on it a bit. So if you were to hit her, you have to basically be like, oh, do we do we want to just get rid of Soiree? Like, I don't think they want to just take the deck out of the pool. I think they're just mm -hmm. trying to slow it down and make it less consistent. Well, we'll see what happens, because, um, you know, obviously taking Mashri out of the pool. Let's, and let's talk about that for a second, John. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that that's pretty polarizing. Um, Mashri you, is you, you had you had cries really heavy on both sides, and you know, and I'll say right off the bat, while I'm I'm fine with it, I don't care. I don't know if it was necessary. Yeah, I, don't I really don't. I, I really truly don't. People are gonna get mad or or oh, say yeah. we didn't understand this or that or something like that. But look, sure. everybody has their own opinions. Um, I don't think it was necessary at all. Even just looking over these results that we've seen. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, to me, um, I've had a lot of conversations about this kind of stuff, right? It's just like, yeah. um, if a deck, if if five out of the top eight decks are like completely built around this card, right? Uh, then that is mm -hmm. like really distorting things and that mm -hmm. card might be a problem. Um, there were multiple strategies that used mastery but even looking in these events they're not five out of the top eight it's like no. it's not that percentage i mean it's it's enough it's there it's represented but any more than ever a card like kadaj or you know yuri back in the day were i don't yeah. think so right i think that it's um it's powerful i get that people they they complain about the exes you could just throw all these you know, bad EXs yeah. of the deck because you get this strong ability where you pay for them later. Look, uh, no part of me is saying Mastery isn't a really, really good card. Yeah. I'm just more conservative when it comes to banning things. I think a ban is only when something is a slope. problem. It's a very slippery slope. Yeah, and I get that that's like a logical fallacy to some extent, but really, like, look at all the people who are like, all right, now that we got rid of her, like, okay, now, you know, when can we get rid of Bismarck? I can't believe Bismarck is even on a watch list. Yeah, that, like, yeah, that, that was actually going to be my follow up point that Bismarck is now on a watch list. Like, that, that's that insane is to me. Absurd to me. That's crazy. I just don't, um, these things aren't like, like, if we're just banning things because we don't like playing against them or because they're like, they're a little strong, dude. That just starts being like now we're gonna have a debate about what people think is fun, right? right Come on, then you, you start can't going... take it to that spot. Ban has to be to fix a problem. Well, but John, because then you start hearing people just coming out of nowhere with like, well, then you should ban Barrett, you should ban Yuna, you should ban this. It's like, well, calm the fuck down. Yeah, like slow down. Holy shit. Dude. Yeah. Like, like yeah, this card's always been annoying to me. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is. Yeah, that's not this what is, a ban is. Like, it's for problems. It's for cards. Yeah. Like, when they designed Sildra, they designed it to be good. Right. Yeah. And so it's like we are just keeping an eye on in case it becomes too good. Not, hey, guys, we hear you. You know, it's it's too crazy. They're Which just letting you know Sildra. they've identified something like that. And yeah, Sildra's still on the watch list, of course. You know, Sildra made it through this round of bands. But uh, we'll see what happens when old Claimant Kelger comes out. 
Dude, I think it's telling that Soldier was just in this mono water deck, right? Mm-hmm. And mono water had the Mastery discounting it a bit, and they were watching mm-hmm. this Soldier get cast for two CP sometimes, and they were like, "I still think if we just get rid of the Mastery, it being minus one is totally fine." Obviously, they think yeah. that's fine because yeah. if they didn't think it's fine when they had all of these discussions about it after putting it on a watch list, yeah. it wouldn't still be on the watch list, guys. I don't like. I don't know. It, it's frustrating to me on a couple of different levels. And I don't want to get too far into all that here because it's just going to become another hour tangent. Well, no, no, definitely. But I mean, we can kind of hit the broad strokes, right? Cause, um, I... how many games did we just jam yesterday? Uh, a lot. me playing like random shit, not mm-hmm. even anything like tuned to beat, just like my different decks mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the mono water deck. And you know how to play that deck. Mm-hmm. And we were probably 50, yeah, 50. And, yeah, and Mashri was never a critical part. I mean, she was good. I, I, I would make you use it. You know, I would like yeah. and I'm not saying all these people out here don't understand how to play around it or don't whatever. I think maybe yeah. there's an amount of like, well, I just don't feel like playing around it or against right. it. And right on I the can, fucking money. Thank I you. Can Thank understand. you. For that. That, that was going to be the point I was going to follow up with. After yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. And like, if you look at all the Mastery decks, she's like the fifth and most important card in every single one of those decks. She's not the the reason the deck exists right? yeah i mean she's maybe a little bit higher up than, than in, fifth, mono, in mono water i'll give you that but she's not like she's maybe like the bronze medal winner yeah well yeah yeah yeah. it, it goes like titus, goes titus tros tros then maybe yeah. then i could argue well I, i'd argue worm then blue Mastery, worm but, probably yeah. people are i think if you don't think blue worm is one of the top three or, or top five at absolute minimum yeah. cards of that deck that you're doing it wrong you know what i mean correct but um yeah it's um i am happy for the people who were really that upset i guess Mm -hmm. that you know i hope that uh, and this is always why it's so funny to sound this way it's like i hope that this is enough for them and we can just move on but it's not dude people have their it's pitchforks not. ready dude they're in the street and they're like what can we ban they're next ready like, for stop, the next victim dude. stop dude and I, it's just like it's so frustrating when um frankly right when when people who have not been around for very long or haven't they haven't seen it from enough angles and sometimes those yeah. angles are like winning or, or like seeing all the way through to the end of a, a day of a tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes those angles are like designing the yep. game, like like things that like you or I or any player don't do that. These guys who have been making this game that we love and enjoy because of the way they make it, because of the decisions they make. And this isn't saying that they're infallible or can't make bad decisions, but it's saying you should start right. Your default position should be giving them a lot more credit. For understanding how to balance the game and understanding like what is good and why and that the fact that these things are made to be good in a lot of situations. Right? Yeah, like, the thing specifically about Moshery versus maybe a card like Stern, which I mean, I think I, I think where the big difference. Yes, they both did very similar things, but where Moshery was different is that her abilities come at a pretty significant like deck building cost. Um, whereas, you know, Stern, you're playing forwards, right? That's what you want to do. That's how you win the game. Whereas Mashri, you've got to put a decent chunk of summons in your deck and summons historically have been, unless you, I mean, put an asterisk next to monsters maybe, but like summons historically have been the weakest card type in the game. Mm -hmm. 
and she gave you a payoff for can to for wanting to be a spell slinger better than fucking see any version of Seymour ever has any version of fucking or the forward Minwoo, um, you know, even, you know, giving legs to cards like Rydia and Cryo, like th- those cards weren't getting it done by themselves. Whereas Mashri was just another piece of that puzzle. I thought it was so cool that like a Spellslinger type deck existed. Yes, it, it, it should. In a game, in a, in a game about a franchise where magic is one of the central plot points why yeah. should there not be a summon heavy deck that doesn't just fucking suck? You yeah. Know? Uh, I, I, it's like, I agree. I think that um, it, it it's tough, right? Because people get frustrated playing against it. But like somebody is frustrated playing against your favorite thing working its best way. Yeah, and like, like, oh, well, my favorite thing isn't as strong. Yeah, but you would like it to be so like, can't we just you know like it, i don't know i just think that some of that stuff starts to become really subjective so i just say okay well then let's look at the data like let's take what we feel out of it and let's look at the numbers like is is this mastery deck dominating everywhere no no it's doing very well but never there have been decks that have done much better for much longer periods of time that have been i think Stronger. No, please go ahead. No, finish your thought. No, yeah, I'm ahead. just saying, you know, sometimes like, man, this Matoya that's coming out, that's just like incidental, like <clears throat> very easy to include in your deck more than three Mist Dragons, yeah. right? And is this incidental break zone hate? A little mm-hmm. bit more of stuff like that just helps these things be more manageable. Yeah. And something like they've just done such a good job over time of making things manageable by adding cards or adding effects to the game that so, you know, in this whole history of this game, there's less than 10 cards that we've actually had to get rid of because they were a problem. And I think when we're starting to just get rid of cards because we don't like them and they're slightly problematic or they're just like very strong and people don't mm-hmm. like them. And like, I, I think that Mashri's ability where you can like pay with things from your discard pile, pretty gross, right? Like mm-hmm. the, just, it's always a dangerous effect to put in a game. Yeah, dr- Dredge, any kind of dredge type effect. Um, it's something you basically you're you're because anytime your discard pile basically becomes an extension of your hand, you do have to maybe give it a second look. Yeah, sure. I agree. Like, but it very comes at strong. a significant deck building yeah, cost I every agree. time. Yeah, and and the deck building cost thing, it's like, oh well, you know, we've heard people say like, is it really, is that really such a cost? It's like yes, right? Paying twenty twenty five summons in your deck. That are all yeah. reactive things except for like what three Sildras. It's yeah. like, yeah, that that is right because it's like mm-hmm. your opponent's playstyle is actually heavily impacted, and they're like, oh well, it's still good. Yeah, that's the point. Like they're trading mm-hmm. these other things they can't do as well to do this one thing very well. Like Bono Water deck, you wouldn't call that deck like a jack of all trades. That deck no. is very good at putting Titus on the board and making sure that they can get him or deal seven damage with the limited forwards they have by mm-hmm. moving your stuff out of the way. Right. Yep. The mono fire deck is very good at triggering Magissa. Yep. Right. And creating overwhelming board states, but like they're not as good at everything. And the thing is like, it's okay for a deck to be really good at what it needs to do. And that to specialize in that one thing, as long as that isn't the only deck that's winning or the only deck that's winning to like a really statistically significant 
amount. And I just right. don't see that in any of these tournaments. I, I don't. And I would argue more, John, like, you know, people are, I, I made this because of this, this kind of amalgamation soiree deck that has popped up and needs to be dominating. But in then the, the one that won the Japanese 16. event was playing Kadaj. Like, I, right, right. So like, I, that, that was kind of my point. Like, Mashiri wasn't really the problem. Like the, the, this value soiree engine is like the, the centerpiece of the deck. And clearly it has the worst conversion rate. So like, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I, I think, I think the Mastery ban is just, a, it's a lazy ban. Um, I hate when, and if you look historically at the bands in this game, outside of maybe like two or three of them, they've all, all the bands have come from just the card, not being fun to play against. Like you're, you're creating a negative player experience, mm-hmm. which I get it. That's a line you have to toe as well. At the end of the day, you're building a game and it's not just for competitive players. It is a game for everybody. But on the flip side here, when you're playing a game casually, you can implement all the fucking house rules you mm. want. That's literally how EDH mm. came into play, right? That's literally the, the origin of Commander. I think that... You, oh, go ahead. You know what I mean? Finish your thought, please. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's... Like, bans need... Like, if you're going to ban a card, it needs to have, like... A, you need to have, like, a significant reason. Like, I, I think Riku is a perfect example. I don't think they intended her to for, for her to be doing what she was doing before she got banned. Um, I think Gesper was probably... In my opinion, I think Gesper was just poor design on a card. And Guido, I think, was just a fucking accident. I think when Bear, I think they just forgot that card existed like the, the rest of the community, except for Danny Diaz. <laughs> like, that's it. Those are the only bands I think are ban worthy cards. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's to me, a band is like you need to fix a problem, right? Like a right. severe problem. Now, people would argue that this was a problem. I, I think. I'll say this, Chris. I think that socially we are we are at the point where we had to ban Mashery. Like we were past the point because people just were they let it get there. Right. Like we pushed it there. And that's what kind of like I, I guess I say all these things to highlight to people like. That we should just like we shouldn't be calling to ban all these cards left and right. Like we should be. I don't know. I, I guess I, maybe I want more. I want, I want more, more data. data. Yeah, I just want to yeah. be able to say it more confidently. Like this was a problem and it should go. And people are like, hey, man, dude, this is a problem. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let me look into it. And I'm just like, wait, where? Like, yeah, show me the problem. Like uh, it's doing well. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It is really good. I get it. It can continue to be good. It's It's going to have an effect on how they design certain things it's going to have an effect on what people play i get it but that's that's a meta like that's a competitive yeah. game that's and maybe stuff will come out that will make it not so good anymore like when everybody wanted you know marshritz bfa banned and then a set later that's not even a deck it's just yeah amaterasu comes out and just says you're not playing this deck anymore i can't believe that soirees has been out for a single opus and mm-hmm. people are like you know we need to stop this deck um, yeah. We need to ban this that we need to get rid of some of these pieces. It's just mm-hmm. I maybe am an older head and I've played games that are more oppressive or I've had oh, less big, good decks. Uh, big time, big time. And so you I'm know, like, let, let, let me and Adam Lane since you sit you down and tell you the story of Rama Tut 
uh, <laughs> or Ra- yeah, Rama light meta in versus. You want to talk about a dark time in card games? Fuck that. And yeah, I'm not like, here to not- be the guy who's like, well, in my day it was harder, so it should be harder for you. I'm just saying, no. you know, um, I'm like the the people who are like, yo, you know, you're gonna scrape your knee, like tough, like you don't need to yeah. uh, me to spray it and get you a little band aid, like you know, just wipe it off and <laughs> you'll live. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's maybe is it like a a tougher position? I think so. But it's it's kind of like politics kind of thing, right, Chris? There's always gonna be people yeah. who are who are like ban everything, and there's gonna be people who are like ban nothing. Um, I'm a little bit closer to, you know, unless there's a severe issue, I a problem think, or a oops. That's I think it, it's so. kind of crazy for us to dictate uh, what isn't isn't allowed to be played as much yeah. as we try to as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that these people's jobs are to watch what's being played and doing well and to keep an eye on it and to, you know, take notice and do whatever they got to do. But when you get people tweeting your personal Twitter and like trying to get petitions signed and stuff like that. Like there's just such an immense pressure to make a decision a certain way. And I think that when we're putting that kind of pressure on them, like the game that we Mm -hmm. love wasn't designed by like pressure from us to make it certain ways. So I think that we should be really careful about influencing the kind of design and decision. I don't know. It's maybe just the kind of thing that's going to happen anyway as people react to and like certain cards or play certain decks or their decks. And maybe because we've just been rambling for 30 minutes about something that's made a lot of people really mad because they're just so happy to see Mashari gone. Like I said, you know, I think socially we were past the point where we like where she could stay around. I think it had to go. I I think people were too upset. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it had to go. And I think maybe people should should really think like, did it really like, was it, did it need to be banned? Like, right. Think about it, like it, a banned so book, or if I told to you a song was broken, banned. Because it's also so much easier to say that card's, that card's not fun to play against than to actually learn how to play against it, right? L- play to your outs. Yeah, it's um, not even that too. Like I bet there are people who like could learn how to play against it or who have learned how to play against it who still just don't enjoy playing against it. But like I sure. said, dude, I bet there's a person out there who loves putting 25 summons in their deck and using the Moshri, like... Yeah. Just like you don't like playing against it. And I don't want to start being the guy who tells people what is and isn't fun or what exactly, they can and can't enjoy. The most subjective thing. That's dangerous to me. And so I'm more on the like, you know, as long as things don't seem like they're a problem, you really mm-hmm. should let them work themselves out. Um, I agree. I think things looked like they weren't a problem. I don't think we let them work themselves out. But, nope. um, you know, things will change and they always do anyway. And so we'll see to, what people, you know, what they do with this world without Machiri. But I think you were saying yesterday, Chris, like, mm-hmm. what comes back? Like, what was what was being held back? I don't that's know that, that it changes that's exactly too much. exactly my point on this one. This, I, I think this ban actually ends up being a lot more restrictive than opening up a meta. Like, what, what deck just magically is playable now? I'm sure people will have some decks in mind that they think all of a sudden are are much better than she's gone. I'm sure. Right. But I bet they won't be. I mean, maybe like, no, I I don't think it really like, like let's, I mean, I think most of the change is going to look like an opus change and less of a, yeah. Uh, band change. Like, I think that soiree deck still exists because clearly, I mean, we see, we saw it in Japan. You literally just Mashri just becomes Kadaj plus 
two or one or two other cards. But I think those decks are only running two Moshery anyway. So yeah, you it like just becomes a couple summons two and put in a few more utility forwards and yeah, yeah. exactly. So like that, like I, again, I, I legitimately would legitimately would like to know what all of a sudden can be playable that you, that if you really were playing it already, like if you were playing Samurais, you were still fucking playing it through Moshery. If you were playing Dragoons, you were still fucking playing it through Moshery. If you were playing your Yokohama Flim Flam, you were still playing it through Moshery. If you were playing Kingsglaive, you were still, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see there, I don't see this ban opening anything up. Yeah, like what, I, I, where's I like that secret deck box everybody has with this deck that they were waiting for? They're, oh, I, I never built it. I never built it because Mastery was just so. Look, I just um, you know, I think next thing you know, we want to get rid of this card. We want to get rid of that card. We want to get rid of. And I get again. I mean, we're just going to talk in circles on this. Like, I get that slippery slope is a logical fallacy, mm-hmm. but you see it. But you see people calling for this stuff now because it's like they feel empowered. Like, like why stop here? Kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think we should take every single man. We should be very careful. We should really yep. look at the numbers and look at what's it. happening. And and we, as people, should be more comfortable saying, let's pause here and let's actually look at this or let's give this a little time. Because yep. what are we in such a rush to change things for when there's like one tournament, two tournaments, and the things all change between them anyway? I, exactly. Things are going to change no matter what with the next set, especially because now we're here, right? She's getting hit. Yep. I think that decks will just be very different as they always are. And Bismarck will probably be something we don't have to think about as much. Looking at the two wind legends that just came out, like the Knoll and the Kelger, they don't really give a shit about anything Bismarck's doing. Right. Yep. Um, Kelger so, sure as fuck doesn't. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, time as it always does will change things in the game. Yeah. Um, but two, we're now we're now we're here we're here. Yeah, say so two two final thoughts here. Um, just one last about the ban. Um, again, we talked about people. I don't like playing against this. Well, you know, some people like. Well, I want to just play a deck where I can just make my opponent discard. Well, some people found the discard wasn't fun, and that's how Gesper and Thaumaturge came about being banned. Yeah, like so, I just want I just discard to be better. Well, when yeah, you know well, the monkeys paw, the monkeys paw curls, right? We had yeah. to ban two cards, like. Um, yeah. So it's like, just think about that for a second. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean that the thing you like is, or, you know, I just want, you know, I want to play, I, I want to ping my own Dottaluma. Dottaluma, that's a cool ability. I'm having fun doing that. Well, we saw where that ended up, right? The, you know, like you, you put it best, John, like people are having fun doing this thing. And yes, there were people having fun, not having fun playing against it. One one is more vocal than the other, and I, I hate when things get shaped around the one that's more vocal. Oh, I mean, it's usually always the one be that's more vocal. The, the negative opinion that's more vocal. It, always, always. It's just with everything in life. If you're not happy about something, you're mo- more vocal about it. Can you imagine like just being like, "I like Mashery in a Facebook group right now? Like, dude, the only reason that we get to sit here and have this uninterrupted conversation about how we didn't think it was such a big problem is because there's no one else in the room, dude. Like, yeah, people aren't going to like listening <laughs> to this. Well, people are going to be like, yeah, these guys are crazy at their dude. radio while they're listening to people, yelling at their computer. They're- <laughs> people who like us aren't going to like us very much after this. I mean, look, it, here's the thing. I think that uh, our opinion needs to exist the same way that the opinion that it needs to go needs to exist. I think people just should be louder on both sides. And look, the people at Hobby Japan will make a decision and we all get to move on and, and, you know, deal with whatever they say. I think we should stop trying to tell them what to say so much. Yeah, 
and I think we should just, uh, you know, play the game that was made for us. That is very kind of them. (laughs) And then I can't um, make the game. You can't make the game. So let's uh, let's stop. Yeah, and they yeah. have. They're 17 sets in. They know what the fuck they're doing at this point because we've seen the evolution of the game. So just tr- I'm trust not saying, the process for the most again, cliched way to put it, right? Well, it's not saying they can't get things wrong, right? It's oh, not yeah. saying... They're human. Uh, nothing like that. But I just don't think we need to get to a point where we need to be tweeting at them because we haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, it's like, that's was too not far. a big bad word. That's too far. They, they told you, we're watching. They're looking at what's going on you know that's good enough they're probably going to make a decision one way or the other and not just forget about it they care more than we care i mean maybe that's not true but they care deeply about the game you know continuing to be a thing so i just think that we don't need to be as hasty i think this Mm -hmm. felt very hasty um and i think maybe i don't know i'm i'm i know i'm a conservative guy when it comes to this stuff but I am too. And then, and then I guess my final thought, and this is where we kind of wrap it up. We've been you know, <laughs> we on this stop. one for a while. I know, I know. The, the next, uh, the next re-raise um, is at Legendary Wolf Games, and they've they've opted to go ahead and enact the Moshery ban before the effective date. You'll have people um, on both sides of this one for yeah, sure, no I, matter I, what. I, I see, I see both sides of the coin. Yeah. I don't have a stronger opinion one way or another. Um, I hope it's a great tournament. Um, now, me personally. I know those guys run a tight ship. It's going to be an amazing event, no matter how you slice it. I just don't think we should be enacting uh, uh, an official ban when there was a given street date or an official event, because now we, we've got to go back to the drawing board, which uh, that's fine. What I'm really hoping, John, I guess what I'm saying is while I think it's wrong to do that, I hope that this, you know, I, I I have a hat right there that I'm ready to eat. If this top eight looks more diverse than any other top eight we've seen, I'll eat that hat live on camera. But like, I just don't see what this mastery ban does for this meta. <laughs> well, for it to that be more diverse comparatively, you would need to have there basically be eight completely unique <laughs> decks instead of six unique decks. That's what I'm saying. I just don't. Yeah. Th- I just don't think the mastery ban does enough to change what we're going to see in Omaha. Mm. We will. In fact, I think it takes more stuff off the table. Well, we will see, Chris, we will see indeed. I think I agree. Um, There's like, again, uh, people whose job it is to consider all the angles that we are. We have considered them. I'm sure they have considered them. They have thought about people who have tested. They've thought about people who have to play in Mm -hmm. upcoming events. They've thought about people who maybe made purchases of cards. To yeah. be fair to those people, to be mm-hmm. fair to the people who enjoy playing the stuff, right? All of yeah. that stuff is it's a, lot, they, it's a lot of weight. They sit down and they think about it and they yeah. go and people are like, oh, they just pick an arbitrary date when the set comes out. How do you know that? Did they say we are arbitrarily choosing this date? What if they think that it's right at the cusp and maybe they think it becomes a problem with something that comes out in the next set? So that's when it has to happen. Yeah, like pardon, you, pardon them for not putting you on the email of when they're, you know, when they when they're yeah, with their release schedule, you know, like we're oh, not me, privy right? to their internal conversation. They said, OK, guys, just the same that we think that this needs to go. We think it needs to go on this day. And I think that those are the same level of rule. And I think it's weird to pick which parts of it we uh, listen to. But that's just, you know, again, a lot of these things are opinions where you just land on one side or the other. And I don't think anybody's wrong 
I think it's important for both of the stances to exist. I agree. I agree. Um, and that's why we have these little conversations and, yep. uh, and you get to listen and you get to go Ree! and then, you know, never post in the comments and that's okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Let, <laughs> let us, and please, well, when we post this up, let us know what you think. Um, oh, they will. Again, I, I see both sides of the coin. I feel stronger one way than I do about the other. If you got but, this far, uh, type Carmangelo in the comments. <laughs> right, please, Carmangelo. Car- Carmangelo, yeah, just Carmangelo. <laughs> it's Carmangelo. Oh, Carmangelo, sorry, yes. <laughs> type Baba Man. In the, uh, yeah, really any of the league reference if you, if you yeah, made exactly. it to two That's hours. That's what Kelgar's going to do. He's going to come beat that Baba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for, I'm ready for I, 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 that might have been what I was trying to say earlier, but he's just going to, just a general annihilation of the ass. Just a general Kelgar. annihilation, yeah. That's the right. Cl- oh, claim it, Kelgar. That's right. Claim it, Kelgar, with his equipment, baby. He's there. <laughs> but that's all we've got. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, we don't ever like to talk doom and gloom, which we don't think it is, but this was, this was, this was a hot topic. This was a, probably the most polarizing band that we've seen, I think in this game so far, at least in my opinion, um, maybe next to Gesper, I, I would argue that, but still, um, it's interesting to see how the Omaha event goes. I, I hope, I hope it's, it ends up being a refreshing take. And again, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see all we can do is see. And, you know, I'm excited about the next set. I love the cards that were spoiled. Um, no game's in a good spot. I'm still excited to be excited, John. It's in a great spot, dude. The meta's wild. There's so yeah. many viable decks. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. It's been a really, really fun opus. Honestly, yeah, I agree. I actually agree. You know, opinions on soiree aside, I think it's. I, I'm glad that there. I'm glad that deck exists, and I'm glad that there is so much to play and tinker and toggle with, and so many variants of things. It's it's neat. Like the numbers game. I feel has never been more important in this game than it is now. Dude, it's around like soirees around, um, you know, but it sure hasn't been winning my locals anytime recently. No. You know, some of the times the, the monster decks get it, but Chris last week, freaking uh, LT one five G comes in with a, oh, yeah. with like Opus five wind earth dark, basically, yeah. you know, like a couple yeah. new cards and just, just slammed ass just slammed, slammed ass, ass just takes that home man and sometimes that's what it is it's just like yeah you know meanwhile um, i decide to play the anniversary jam <laughs> the anniversary card for Dude, the first time in my life you knew it though you you had fun i did I you knew got what to I was play doing. titus unit you got to play the wall you got to attack your opponent three times in one turn with a with a sideways card and uh you know life is good did you turn him sideways side oh no because he's brave he's brave he's got brave he's say, got courage you, sir. <laughs> you turn him say a yeah, courage is the german one he's got courage oh god yeah, well dude. yeah very I, I, last my bingo thing. card was checked off i had fun yeah man I, I mean that's what it's all about right uh the very last thing here um yes speaking of our the locals yes in october uh you guys might have seen the rva returners page doing some teases the esper mm-hmm. series the Tridditch cup is coming at the end of the year we're going to be having a big old event here in raleigh in october um the details that i can tell you there's going to be a 64 player cap there's going to be 25 dollar entry you're going to get a bag of awesome stuff on entry there's going to be more mm-hmm. awesome stuff given out throughout the event if we cap on attendance there will be more than seven boxes of prizing given out to players that and that's one more just time, John. seven that one more seven time. boxes more than seven boxes chris and that's just of the new set there's also going to be additional prizing like that trophy we we're giving out the opus 11 box for first place mm-hmm. there's going to be all kinds of extra stuff that we're giving away lots of promos stickers deck boxes you name it 
Um, it's going to be a really good time. I can't wait. We are getting very close to posting all this uh, official information on Facebook. I'm hoping that um, this week we get that information because the store is just getting ready um, their online store so that we could take registrations from you guys so that everybody can awesome. kind of buy their ticket and be registered um, and that you don't have to like call the store <laughs> and pay, mm -hmm. you know, try to do something a little more modern there. Um, and yeah, once we get that locked in, I think we've already gotten a lot of the pricing locked in and paid for. We've already ordered a lot of cool, exciting stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's really it's ramping up, Chris. It's going to be a really fun event. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be absolutely great. So please you, keep your eyes and see, ears see peeled. You there. See yeah, you there. See you there. That's right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for more information regarding the Esper series. Um, but for now, I think that's it for us, Chris. Yeah, I think we've jawed on long enough about yeah, you've good, gone bad, to and indifferent. Listen to me and, and shake your head and be like, I'm never listening to these guys again. So we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> exactly. Of the we'll RBA Returners time. podcast. <laughs> There's just not enough content in this game to not listen to the stuff you disagree with. <laughs> Correct. You got it. You got to listen to it all. You got to listen to it all. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> bye bye. Suckers. <laughs> Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.